0: Hey, Jimmy. Hello, Tyler. Oh
1: my goodness, it's just been so long. Uh, Jay couldn't be with us today because he is training to be on the next season of Survivor. I think I, Jay got caught in the Speed Force. In the Speed Force? <laughs> <laughs> so I saw, uh, this is a reference the to- The Snyder cut? Apparently, apparently, the best moment what was the In what was cinematic the history? One? The best moment in cinematic Do you, the you want best to, cheer That's cheer the right. moment. crowd? Do you, cheer. You wanna do this right now? I'm uh or do you want to save that? Last night at the Oscars, we are we were recording this the day after the Oscars. Uh, last night at the Oscars there was they had all these weird top five things that that kind of just make the made the show go longer. And uh, one of them was the top five cheer moments. As voted on by the fans, On apparently. Twitter. On Twitter. <laughs> and uh, number three with a bullet was The Avengers Assemble. Number
0: four was Dreamgirls? Dreamgirls. Number five was The Matrix. So this implies that this was all movies ever. Yeah. What are the... In every what, movie what that's was number two? ever been ex- existed... Uh the Spider-Man
1: No Way Home. Yeah, the, the spoilers, which, but three which, Spider-Men showed up in that movie Yeah, that spoilers was from the poster multiple that they had months now. ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so the, of all time, the top moments have all come in the last 20 years. That's uh, right. And if you take if you take the major here's looking out of at it, you, Zack Snyder. Yeah, And number 1 is not it's from Zack Snyder's Justice League, but it was not the Snyder cut because it was in color.
0: No, it was still the Snyder cut. It was not in the just it was not in the Joss Whedon cut of the of okay justice so that's league, why i, I didn't think. remember it but it
1: wasn't but in it in the, the sider cut, cut is all in black and white
0: no it's like in the grayed
1: out like uh, yeah but this was this was full-on color maybe it wasn't i honestly i don't know that it, was, anyway I, it said Zack snyder's justice league the number one crowd cheer moment was yeah, i mean the,
0: all we just complain about the oscars later
1: uh, <laughs> yeah anyway uh, that's where ja- that's where uh, jay is today he is He's in the speed force. He's in the speed force. <laughs> He's uh, stuck
0: there. I hope the Flash can get him out. Yeah,
1: so uh, Jimmy is here. Our residents, uh, whenever we want to talk about movies or just stuff that Jay doesn't want to talk about, uh, Jimmy's here. <laughs> 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 and so uh, so Jimmy's here today. Hooray. Uh, cold, cold question for you today, Jimmy, uh, as we're going to be talking about the Oscars, all things Oscars today. Ooh. What is your favorite Oscar moment prior to last night's? prior to the uh, cheerful moments from last Mm -hmm. night wow the
0: uneventful yes 94th Academy Awards favorite Oscars moment of all time well the Oscars are you know just they 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 give and they take away uh favorite Oscars just like our
1: Lord Jesus (laughs) that's right
0: um I mean I think the most memorable well in the in the past few years obviously I'm a I'm a younger man so Mm -hmm. Not gonna be I have too long of a, a memory on this kind of people, but I I can think back. The parasite win as like two years ago yeah. as it kept on going as yeah. it won best Interne- international film, which was expected. Yeah, um, I think it won screenplay, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. And then when Bong won director, yeah, that was that's like incredible. a whoa, that's, that's a incredible. surprise. Mm-hmm. And then culminating in
1: best picture was pretty. And that,
0: was 2020. that was the twenty twenty. That was.
1: Yes. Yeah. So it was two Oscars ago. That was that was like 2 weeks before the pandemic. Yes. Yeah. yeah that I was wild. that in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, that was that's was pretty exciting. I
0: mean, the Moonlight La La Land moment. Yeah, which I think has now been usurped
1: as that, the no, craziest that forever will be the craziest thing to ever happen in the Oscars. Yeah,
0: nothing will top that. Uh, <laughs> we would have said 48 hours ago. Yeah. Um, um, that, I mean, that's at all time. Like, remember what, where you were, yeah. and what was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, like, historical, like, the, I, I don't remember watching these live, but when I think about Amazing Oscar's moments, the Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, running around, super excited. That's yeah. a clip. That's amazing to watch. Yeah. yeah, that was exciting. Tom Hanks' speech uh, when he wins for Philadelphia. And he outs his old history, <laughs> his old acting, acting coach. But, like, that's a beautiful yeah. speech. Yep. I mean, crying about angels looking
1: down on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm hmm. That was very good. Uh, I think mine, I have watched the Oscars. Uh, I missed like seeing them live for the last four or five years. I did watch it live last night because I didn't have cable and I didn't live close enough to an ABC affiliate that I could get it up over the air. Uh, and uh, But now I do, and uh, so I've been able to watch it live the last two years. Um, and I so you so- missed... Bond. I, mi- uh, well, I, bon I I would always watch them the next day, yeah. uh, but I, and I would follow them on Twitter and stuff. It was very frustrating. This was like it's like not being able to watch the Super Bowl, but more important to me. Uh, but the um, yeah, so since uh, since at least 1990, I've watched them all, apart from that little gap of the last four or five years. Um, and I think I I used to be a big fan, and this is going back quite a ways, of Billy Crystal doing the intro. Like mm-hmm. big production where he would list all of the names. Of, like he would sing about all the different uh, yeah. movies that were nominated, which was super fun. Um, and uh, I think in that, my most excited moment uh, was probably was it Amy Schumer dressed up as Spider-Man? It was Amy Schumer dressed up as no, that because it was prior to this. this uh, past okay, year. Yeah. I think it was Glenn Close doing the butt. Doing the butt. <laughs> Excuse me, sir, <laughs> from last year that's the butt <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, I really liked i I loved the musical performances. I was always a big wow. fan of the musical performances that's that, cool. that to me and they and they used to kind of speckle the they used to be really consistently the song as it appears in the uh, in the thing and I remember particularly Elliot Smith performing uh, Miss Misery from uh, Goodwill hunting? Goodwill hunting, and him looking very uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and so it was just very memorable, it's like, oh, poor Elliot Smith, little did we know, poor Elliot Smith, for real, yeah. um, but uh, it's just a beautiful song, and someone who is very, like, sang it beautifully, and it's kind of a vulnerable song, uh, and he looked very exposed and vulnerable as he sang it, and it was, it was just a beautiful moment, and then it won, uh, and that was great, too, um, so, th- yeah, that and musical performances was I've always really enjoyed the show, the showness of it. I liked the, the more Hollywood it was, the more I liked it. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yes, we will. But anyway, uh, I'm Tyler. Hey, I'm Jimmy, and this is Rubbing the Pastor. Yeah, uh, it has been a Shut while. Largely, uh, Jay and I have, uh, have tricky schedules, uh, and we we keep trying to get together to record stuff, but uh, it's been hard to get together. Uh, and in in the midst of that, um, uh, my main man Jimmy has become literally a pastor. <laughs> in, in, <laughs> that in, is not true in the youth that pastor is quite sense. Quite literally in the youth uh, pastor not sense. True, you are employed. As a youth pastor,
0: I am employed as a director of youth. Sure,
1: we liberally use the word youth pastor though to mean non- not not folks ordained. Yep, uh, not you're employed a by a pastor. church. I'm employed by a church as a youth pastor. So this, this has we'll been we'll roughing
0: it. the director
1: of youth, <laughs> <laughs> rubbing the rubbing the quote pastor. Uh, so, so Jimmy is a is a viable alternative, and we have Jay's blessing to do it's some. Viable. Some, uh, we'll, we'll we'll see depending on our schedules. This we'll we'll try to get back to some regular shows, uh, and uh, uh, I think Jimmy will be. Jimmy has been a, a wonderful guest to the point that he's just a series regular, and so uh, I think that that we may bring him on as a get as more. pay raise as a series yeah, regular. Exactly. I mean, we're not we are just waiting for you star. to take money from the church, and then you can count us. <laughs> as, as one of the people. Uh, so we uh we long ago uh long ago, I mean we talked about some different ideas of um Jim and I like talking movies this is a, we like talking movies even when we don't record it uh, and um we had had been we actually recorded a, an episode that is yet to be released it will be released at some point because I do enjoy it uh, are you sure it's, it's a little seasonally inappropriate at this point, mr so editor I, I just hold on to it. there it's you go. the movie episodes take a while to edit uh, this one mm-hmm. probably less so I think I'll include less clips and stuff of this but um because we add so many clips the the movie episodes take a while. things a bit busy uh it's It's a very busy time uh in the church as we are trying to reenter into what we used to be while still holding on to what we have been so we aren't really taking anything away we're just adding things uh which makes it very interesting so um anyway uh we're here today to talk about the theology of the oscars twenty twenty one Got to keep the title. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, the 94th Oscars. Yeah, it was the 94th Academy so, Awards. So we are only six years away from the hundredth. I can't wait till they have they're a. Gonna, they're gonna lose their minds. 14, 14 year
0: reunion of, uh, you know, Iron Man two. Oh
1: yeah, you know whatever. <laughs> I can't wait. There will be an, a Marvel MCU uh, <laughs> retrospective as they did today. Yeah. So first off, just general takes. Jimmy, you are a fan of the Oscars, fan of the Academy Awards. Oh,
0: I I, it is my maybe my favorite event of the year. Mm. um, From more than Super Bowl,
1: more than NBA Finals, I think
0: more than the Super Bowl. Depending on who's playing in the NBA Finals, uh, probably though. Yeah, you know that might be the closest comparison in my life. But yeah, I mean the Oscars. I uh, like half my life uh, or half my. Conversations with friends and thoughts, and podcast listening, and article reading, and and free time is spent uh, thinking about thinking too much about this silly award show that is mm-hmm. mostly meaningless uh, and also means a lot. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. I think that that's. I like the way you put that because that is a big part of even people who love it. Is that it is equal parts incredibly important and equal parts. The most superfluous p- group of people giving themselves awards. That yeah, that, we that all exists. know it's pretty stupid.
0: Yeah, uh, and like insular. We also all know that they uh, neither the the best the most acclaimed movie almost rarely rarely never wins. The most popular movie never wins. Never, not since I mean uh, maybe the seventies. I don't know.
1: Um. Yeah, I don't. Maybe Rocky. I don't know. Rocky was pretty. Yeah, popular. I was gonna say Jaws, but that wasn't Jaws nominated. Didn't win. <laughs> no. <laughs> you
0: know. Yeah, I mean, probably Rocky. You can Rocky, go Rocky was the back I, mean, the I most... mean, before. I mean, I'm sure you start going back like Lawrence of Arabia. I think was yeah. making lots of money. Like yeah. uh, Ben Hur. I mean, all those sort of West Side Stories. The I mean, they were they were see. very popular movies. I mean, there also just were a lot less movies. So yeah. it Wasn't like.
1: I bet Rocky was probably the highest grossing Best Picture winner per like Titanic uh Titanic oh yeah, Titanic, Titanic was definitely that's the,
0: that's the, that was really
1: the, the last
0: one yeah, probably yeah uh, um, but so yeah so like we all understand that this doesn't actually capture what the majority mm-hmm. of Americans especially the majority of people in the world uh like and it normally does not capture uh what we think is what most people who watch and have a critical eye towards uh films <laughs> uh capital F films wait uh, you're talking films
1: like Are we the, talking films? Like the Godfather. <laughs>
0: Citizen I <don't> Kate. <laughs> Have you ever heard of it? Stanley Kubrick never won an Oscar. Um, yeah, so that's why. But on the other hand, I think this is, I continue to care a lot, uh, both because it's fun to care about stupid things. That's mm-hmm. why I care about sports. That's mm-hmm. why I care about music. And, mm-hmm. Like, not stupid, but just like sort of silly things yeah. that we do in our free time. Like, it's yeah. fun. It's fun to debate. Art. Yeah, art and, and Art and, and game. And the other thing is that uh, a lot, I mean, a lot of people in my life who don't have the free time to watch, I think it's like 64 movies is how many movies I watched last year. Wow. um, They, like, when the Oscar nominations happen, people, like, watch the movies. Like, I had, like, you watched all of the movies. Yeah. And were nominated for Best Picture, at least. To prepare for the Oscars. Yeah. My mother, like, people's parents are like, oh, like, I haven't heard of these films. Like, I guess I have to start watching a couple. Oh, nice.
1: Uh, people. Jana watched them all. Jan- oh, yeah. Jana watched them. all. Oh, nice,
0: nice. Uh, she did not get uh, that. Uh, drive my car. Did not get the three-hour Japanese. So
1: she watched them all except for she didn't watch them all. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. She watched uh, more best actress films than you did. That's for
0: sure. I watched zero of the best. That's actress right. right. <laughs> she has five for five in best actress films. So, um, but like, I mean, I we I went to an Oscars viewing party last night with my friends. Oh, they were, nice. 10, oh nice ten of us there maybe nice, more nice, maybe nice, twelve nice. at one point. I've never I mean, been
1: to an Oscar party.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. a lot of my friends dressed up. Uh, yeah. I thought that was a little silly for being there for eight hours, yeah. but it's fun. Like it's fun to dress eight up. Eight hours. We started at four. We did uh, Oscar shorts nice. for a couple. You know. Uh, oh, we watched them. Watched some of them.
1: Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four, three, four of the five were on uh, Netflix.
0: The the yeah. short documentary ones. Yeah. Okay, we watched we watched the feature, the live action, and the and the animated. Yeah, uh, but. You know, plus uh, since the Oscars go so late, it was trying to let it there be some afternoon activities yeah. for people who work early and yeah. uh, don't have you know don't work at a church, so they can't just hang out the next day talking about what happened yeah. the night before. Uh, <laughs> so they can't stay up late; they had to leave early. But those people, like they did they have they've been to the theaters a couple times for Spider Man or mm-hmm. the Batman or whatever, mm-hmm. like the fun movies that have been released. Mm-hmm. But they like a lot of them were catching up. Like I want to ta- be able to talk to. Jimmy or the other my other friend movie loving friends at the at the party and care about what's happening. So they're gonna watch... I mean Drive My Car, had it not been nominated for an Oscar, would not be very
1: like no, widely seen. Nobody you know? would watch that. Yeah. You know? Uh
0: so like the Oscars are important in like they ha their taste influences what films people watch. Yeah. Like, you know, uh some of my favorite movies last year were not nominated for Oscars. Nobody's going to see. Um Teton or shiva baby or um passing passing yeah sure yeah uh (laughs) yes uh so i don't know the oscars are important because they like they do influence what people watch or what films like stay relevant and stay in people's consciousness and they're incredibly silly because it's an award show
1: Mm. Uh, well it it tries to create a seemingly objective truth Mm-hmm. out of a subjective art form yeah and so and, and in i appreciate that it does that because if it was just like here's the great movies like that would be probably more fair but it's less exciting to watch i think that we all know that yeah. the best movie is not necessarily the best movie is
0: Zack snyder's dawn of the dead of course, which twitter voted on last night wait zach snyder's no, no, Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead, I'm sorry. Because Dawn of the Dead is actually not bad. Sure, That's the I'm best sorry I, I disrespected uh, Zack Snyder like that.
1: Best, best Zack Snyder. It's the only, like, positive Zack Snyder movie that I, that I would put. Uh, yeah. Um, the, sorry for interrupting your thought. No, no, no. There, there's, but there's something about... Uh, it does gamify kind of the appreciation of, of movies that have done... Um, that are that are worth seeing. I think that that was the thing is that most of all, most by and large, most of these movies are worth seeing. I didn't see a movie that I was like that was a waste of my time. I came close. I got very frustrated by by a few of the um, few of the best pictures, but I don't feel like that was a waste of my time. And I think for folks who like movies, who like film, uh, it's just nice. It gives you an op. It gives you a list of things that that uh, that kind of. At a somewhat monoculture level, Mm -hmm. that we can all say, Hey, everybody, watch these 10 movies. Hey, everybody, watch these, all the other things. Um, And like, just like the Super Bowl or whatever other big mm -hmm. event, like, it's
0: celebrating a thing I love. And like, my friendships and relationships are based on like love of movies and like talking. Like, I mean, this, like, we would not be as close as we are right now if we could not talk about movies for hours.
1: Yeah, 70% sixty five to seventy percent of the Earth's uh, of, uh, is water. Of what is water? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, moving on from that though, uh, <laughs> the no, I I think a, a a huge percentage of of our conversations, you and me, Jimmy, is about movies, and not in a way that I feel like is empty conversation. Like I feel no. they are thoughtful, important conversations mm-hmm. in which we can our own personalities can come to it, and our own thoughts can be expressed through these things. And that's what art does. That's what that's why art art is important uh, because it helps you both to understand and be exposed to, maybe not always understand, but be exposed to the viewpoints of people that are different than you, which then will help show a mirror up to yourself in how you respond to those things. Both a movie like Armageddon, which I think is terrible, and a movie like Parasite, which I think is perfect. I have a, uh, a person in my life who will be very upset. Well, fantastic. Uh, that you think
0: Armageddon's bad.
1: Uh, I, I just know that it's bad. It it's is not a, that it I am aware a, of how Maybe,
0: bad maybe, their favorite movie in, in the world. Who is it? Michael Bay. Is that who? Is, is this your friend that you're talking? <laughs> the person about? in my life. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. I think Armageddon is garbage. I think that, and the way you can fix it is just uh, let uh, Deep Impact be the movie that that wow. <laughs> that is presented to. You. But anyway, even like I think Armageddon is a worthwhile movie to see because I don't think that someone who loves Armageddon is an idiot. Uh, I think <sighs> that. Uh, well, and, and I think that that's an important thing to clarify. It, it's to, for me to say that that is not a good movie is not to say, therefore, anyone who likes this movie is dumb. It's to say My, what I appreciate in storytelling is very different than that. And mm-hmm. uh, in the same way that if someone's favorite sport is racquetball or is hockey... Like I have no interest in hockey. Yep. Jay loves hockey. I don't think that Jay is dumb for liking hockey and I'm smart for not liking hockey. I do. It's just different. <laughs> it's different. But it's it, it shows it's 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 wonderful that we live in a world in which we don't all have to agree right. on the same thing. Right, right. And I feel similarly about movies. I do think that there are some movies that are actively bad. I don't think Armageddon is actively like a poorly made movie. Um it just it makes me angry. <laughs> uh but but that's we, sorry, we're dancing around all of this. Um, you've gotten now, what, 20 minutes into this and we haven't talked about Will Smith. Uh, so right. I do think it, it, before we... Or really any of the movies yeah, yeah, yeah. or the so, Oscars So briefly... and,
0: and classic I, Us and Roughing the Past.
1: Yeah, Adventure. yeah, yeah. I think, so we'll go, we're, what we're going to do is we're going to spend some time with kind of going through the 10 pictures for nominations and then, uh, uh, that were nominated for Best Picture. And then we'll kind of talk around some other, like the big nominations and stuff. Try to do it in a somewhat focused way. Uh, but... Before before anything else, uh, let's talk about the Will Smith thing a little bit. I think we may circle around to it at the end again because uh, I I it was a, it was a cultural I mean touchstone for us all. Truly,
0: one of the most like shocking and like crazy television moments of all yeah. time. I mean, I know yeah. there's a tendency to overreact and over uh, place things that and happened recently yeah, in the long history recency of bias thing. Yes, yeah. but like. I mean, I think that's the craziest Oscars moment of I mean, all the
1: people to do it as well, like yeah, that.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that's uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, how many takes I have or uh, thoughts really, except on the <laughs> incident, uh, except for the fact that like Will Smith is is like one of the most. Successful yeah. people to ever win an Oscar. Yeah. I mean,
1: like, oh yeah, not many. The biggest movie blockbuster star, probably. movie yeah. stars,
0: win Oscars.
1: Yeah, his his global box office cumulative is probably the highest of any. Yeah, Oscar winner. It really might.
0: Time. It really might be. Yeah, yeah, and like he's one of the most beloved actors and people. Out there, one of the most famous people to win. Yeah. And this affable, should have been.
1: Affable is a word that I think yeah. fits very well into. Like, if this had been a Daniel Day Lewis or a Sean Penn or someone who <laughs> has a reputation for being very volatile, yeah. uh, we may not. It would have been unexpected, but we'd have been like, well, of course. Like, the, that guy's just a, sure. like a, a ball of fury to yeah. begin with.
0: Um, so, just a night that, sh- that should have been a, a celebration and a culmination of an amazing career. Um yeah. Would have you I mean he's he's the fifth black man to win this award. This yeah, is not a very long history. The year after uh the Chadwick Boseman debacle. Oh man. Um, and let's let's just never forget
1: how insane that last oh, Academy yeah. Awards was. Yeah. Um, like this well, was and an the Im- Daniel Kaluuya b- debacle in the sense that that wasn't a supporting role. That was a. Lead oh role. sure, I mean,
0: yeah. but well, yeah, I mean, uh, category fraud, and I mean, that wasn't a debacle. That yeah. was just yeah, it's just stupid. That's just, we, ha- we gotta find a way to give. Uh, Chadwick Boseman. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, right, yeah. I mean, I am thrilled that Daniel Cluio oh, won a Best Actor Oh, yeah, very Award much actor, so, or, yeah. Instead of not winning a Best Actor Award, that yeah. was great. Uh, but so, it, it. I'm sad that now this is what people are gonna have to talk about and, and, yeah. and think about. I mean, this is what we will all remember this moment by forever. Well, and
1: another thing that was saying, too, is not only was this a great time for us to, to celebrate Will Smith, and what he's done for movies not just in terms of his like powerhouse acting roles of which there are many mm-hmm. there are several he should have won for sure uh and several he wasn't nominated for that he should have been nominated for mm-hmm. uh but also just him as a movie star him as a as uh, a success story in so many ways but also the celebration of 90s hip-hop like we had Questlove won an oscar mm-hmm. we had d nice was the dj of the thing we had um uh Beyonce uh, and um, uh, Reba McIntyre Reba Mm McIntyre like pinnacles of the hip-hop community that's right uh, really taking DJ Khaled (laughs) DJ Khaled was there for some reason like there was a lot of uh, a lot of opportunities for this to be um, a celebration of some some really kind of important uh, uh, figures in 90s hip-hop and that is not even A little part of the story uh,
0: today. Have you seen the video of him dancing to Get Jiggy with it at a party afterwards? Yep.
1: Amazing. Okay. So um, (laughs) very briefly, because hopefully you all know what we're talking about. But but really quickly, in the middle of the show, or like kind of right before the end of the show, like two hours into a three-hour show. Two hours into a three-hour and 40-minute show. Yeah. uh, So kind of in the middle of it. Uh, more in the middle of it than I think a lot of reports say. So uh, Chris Rock comes out because they don't know how to have hosts anymore, and uh, he well to present an award. I mean to present an award, but he, he was does presented. a little a little bit like well, he's they, working the crowd a little. Well,
0: bit. Well, yeah, that's what all presenters kind of uh, do. You, I mean,
1: if there's two of them, they do a little scripted yeah. like. But Chris Rock, who has hosted, I think three times. He clearly came out and was riffing. He was a host all of a sudden. Yeah, he was holding court as Chris Rock does, and sure. Chris Rock, as kind of all the hosts in recent years, have been. They're all kind of like snarky insult comic guys. Um, and well, the Oscar,
0: yeah, I mean, the yeah,
1: Oscars have not had a host in uh, like four years. Yeah, but I mean, of the recent hosts, when they have had hosts, because it's been Jimmy Kimmel, it's been uh, Seth <laughs> McFarland, who was terrible. Uh, and Chris Rock, Rock did it for a while, uh, and then Ricky Gervais did the Golden Globes, which was really just like yeah. he, he, he.
0: I mean, energy. Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, hosted the Golden Globes, uh, like. But even o, then, Sam the, the,
1: Samberg, a lot of the energy of the hosts in the it's last. 15 years a roast Is roast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so Chris Rock comes out with that roast energy, mm-hmm. and he says something to Harvey Dam and Penelope Cruz, cool. which is did not remember Penelope
0: Cruz's name just said Javier Bardem your wife
1: oh uh, which I just whoops got something you know uh, so, okay sure yeah on, on brand with how this is gonna go uh, and so then he he makes the comment about Jada Pinkett Smith who has a shaved head um, he says Jada I love you can't wait for G.I. Jane 2 now one that's a uh, a semi-popular movie from the mid 90s that that that's a deep cut. Not a funny I mean, joke on really any level. Well,
0: just mostly known as Demi Moore shaved her head for Demi that Demi Moore shaved her so head.
1: And so it, That's the joke. Recognize Yeah, that's the joke. Uh it is as funny as we are recognizing it right now. Maybe even less funny than that. Um and but it's a non it's kind of a just a lame joke that hey Jada, your head is shaved. Um th- there was some uh some general like good-spirited smiles from Will Smith. The crowd kind of gave it a, a little extra laugh because they're Hollywood, but it was like, everyone's like, ha ha ha. Jada gives a, a real hard, I didn't like that joke. Big fix. eye roll. Real big eye roll. Like weapons. Great. Like that was almost worse than what came later. Like in terms of the effectiveness. Also
0: at this point, I mean, well, yeah, there's like, could have been a bit like, oh, yeah. uh, you know, or felt what?
1: like a bit. Yeah. So, and then, uh, uh, there gets a little kind of groans from the audience and, uh, Chris Rock's like, oh, come on, that wasn't, I didn't go that hard, which is fair, like kind of did, whatever. Uh, and then you see Will Smith kind of walking up the dais and you think, oh, this, and uh, Chris Rock. still Oh, happy. yeah. yeah like this is a bit, Chris Rock seems to be leaning in for something.
0: Of course. He's like, oh, Will, like, we're all actors. That's yeah. like the
1: other thing is this is a room full of actors. Yeah. Like- Will Smith kind of coolly walks up to him, takes his hand back, slaps him across the face in a way that is startling. And uh, Chris Rock goes, oh! And, th- and it still feels like, oh, I guess that's a bit, because of course Will Smith is gonna be part of a bit. And they yeah, had a yeah. bit before earlier sure. where, where uh, they were taking the sexy actors away to do COVID tests and yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there are lots of bits, so many bits. Tyler <laughs> loves bits. I mean, he oh, said he loves yeah, bits I and love musical I wish musical they didn't guests. do any of the awards. I that's wish right. they just did bits. Pure bits. This <laughs> is terrible, I hate that. Um, and so it felt like a bit, but then the audio cuts out. And you're like, yes, what's going on? Um, from my, and if you watched it live, mm-hmm. apparently if you watched it streaming, you didn't see the slap at all. Yeah. If you watched it live, you saw the slap. And then the audio cuts out. And you're like, what's going on? And it's clearly, it, you can't hear anything. But it's clear something awkward is happening. And Will Smith is shouting something. Well, and yeah,
0: I it, it cuts to him. The audio's still out. But you can
1: read his lips saying, yeah, you know, yeah.
0: get my wife's name out of yeah, mouth. Yeah,
1: yeah. And... Uh, then it comes back in and it is very awkward. Like, especially having the audio cut out, like, the audience is silent. And you just basically hear uh, Chris Rock say, That's the greatest moment in live television history. Just to kind of like get yeah, back let's on try track. It just,
0: I mean, that was it. The, the other Nervous thing was just like real. I, could, I was impressed and just like why Chris Rock just sort of held it together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just tried to laugh it off and be like I mean he gives a look over to the side Yeah, like we're still you just want me to continue yeah. like okay like I can't believe this all just happened and yeah, now I have to say
1: oh they didn't just have that like ghost voice come in and be like and now the nomination like right he was just like I guess we're gonna give out a documentary he's yeah. like wait
0: uh, we're gonna give out an Oscar for documentary and poor Questlove so yeah Questlove thing. Yeah, wins absolutely brutal
1: best uh, documentary Summer Soul yeah great movie mm-hmm Questlove, labor of love, worked really hard for it. Mm-hmm. Improbable nomination and win. I mean, improbable from Questlove standpoint. Like he, this first movie that he's done, but it's, yeah. it should have won. Like it, it was, it was great. It has won all of the awards. Yeah, and uh, um, but he had a humility. Like it wasn't regardless. I mean, well, is, I know
0: us in the room, we were not really paying attention yeah. because no. we were trying to figure out what happened because the audio exactly. cut out. Yeah. We're, we're all to, on Twitter at that we're point. We're all on yeah. Twitter trying to be like, does someone have the unedited? Yep. Uh, which, of course, it then did get immediately released. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Australia. Australia and, Japan. and Japan's yeah. Uh, Doing the Lord's uh, work. footages.
1: Yeah, yeah. Their broadcast did not cut out. Yeah, and then you see... And so that... And you, could, you can see how Questlove is just like, yeah, I'm just shaking up and and... He's not shaken up. I mean, he's shaken up by the wind, but not from the wind. And he's like, I'll thank everybody later, but that's all. Yeah. And it like, in retrospect, that feels like a big bummer. Absolutely. Um, but when you see, I, I, at the time was sure that it was a bit, cause of course it's a bit. And also Will Smith and Chris Rock, uh, I assumed were probably friends. And, uh, and they both have been in action movies. And so they, could they both bo- came up in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. And, and they both, um, they both been around long enough and they both have been in action movies and know how to fake a punch. And so, and it looked, the angle that they had, it was not very clear right. that he really hit him. And so, and even if he did, it could be a stage hit and something like that. And I do think in looking at the, the, the slow motion of it and everything like that, that Will Smith, who has trained as a boxer and is easily 60 pounds heavier than Chris Rock, could have destroyed Chris Rock with sure. a punch. It is—he's definitely holding back. It's a slap. On, yeah, it's a slap, and but, like not a real windup. Yeah, yeah, he, he's, he he's up he's—he's giving him like thirty percent. Yeah. Um, but still, it's a slap.
0: It's a performative
1: slap oh, yeah. and also a real slap. Yeah. Uh, it is. I'm not trying also to sucks. hurt you, but I am yeah. trying to shame you. Yeah. Um, I'm—I am trying to make a point. Sure. Uh, and I want you to feel this, but you're not going to have to go to the hospital. Yeah, that's the <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a lot of calculation gone into it, and. It becomes very clear when you hear the audio that that is not what Chris Rock expected to happen and then even more clear and, and the audience still thinks it's a bit. Oh yeah. And then when you hear Will Smith back in his chair shouting twice twice it is kind of scary. Yeah. And and it really it takes a dump on the whole rest of, like the next like 20 minutes and that to me never before has the Oscars seemed so pointless as it did in the 10 minutes following that. And it was it was a real big wet blanket. Like it was a real big uh uh it It, it was such real and raw emotion yeah. expressed by people by, yeah. by I mean you know. they were not stars anymore. They were yeah. human beings. And the feelings of these human beings that we take for granted were all real and valid. And that was a little much yeah. for all of the Oscar audience, and especially everyone in the room. Yes. Uh so that happened. And then we see later, here's some interesting thing. Like the commercial, they got to commercial after that. And in the commercial break, there is some footage it's of, fascinating. of, uh, one, of the, one of our best, yeah. Denzel Washington, uh, who also nominated for best actor, mm-hmm. also deserved best actor, perhaps even more. Um, the, I like that performance better than the King Richard performance, but uh, whatever. Uh, the um, Denzel goes up to Will, uh, and says, and Will says this later in his in his acceptance speech because spoiler, Will, Will wins. Uh, he says, uh, kind of comforts him, talks to Jada.
0: Well, him and yeah. Well, so the the footage is is off to the side. Denzel and Tyler Perry are mm-hmm. both talking to mm-hmm. Will, uh, and then like just you know clearly just talking through, calming him down. I mean, just uh, in just this is all so insane. Just mm-hmm. that this is happening still, and that we like yep. have see this. Yeah, I mean, we'll go back down. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper comes uh, up and talks talk him. about him, about being in the shallows. Like That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I change, I retroactively also just be like, the best woman in Oscars history is Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga singing Shallow on stage. Just and about to make love on yeah, stage for yeah. all of us to witness
1: that was That was incredible. Oh, yeah. Man. Uh, never have two people been so never has Lady Gaga been so in love with a human being and Bradley Cooper until went. the next time she was on stage with someone. But yeah. Bradley
0: Cooper has definitely never looked
1: like you wait but we'll come back to it when we get to it. My favorite Bradley Cooper performance of all time is in one of the movies for this year. Uh <laughs> what? yeah. All time. Oh oh yes. Yeah. Um Yeah, not that one. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> So, but but you hear Denzel basically says uh, when you're at your highest is when the devil tries to take you down, which is very uh, Denzel man man of God, not afraid to talk about it, um, but also very much a man of oh. like Baptist kind of uh, a little duology in terms of like the devil is about to get us and we sure. got to save breath from there.
0: I mean, also could just
1: be metaphorical, like yeah. You're on top, like... Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But, like, being a human, like, that's... So, yeah. you see in that moment that it's not some, like, it's not... So, like. And his publicist does come up to him right at the end of the break, oh, yeah. too, and you see that. And that's that's where the publicist part is. Well,
0: then, when they cut back to the show, Denzel is still there with yeah, Jada. Down kneeling. with Jada. Mm-hmm. Putting his arm around her,
1: like, talking yeah. to her, being real... real, real and, and arm around in a welcoming way, not in a, oh, like, paternalistic way. Like, uh, just a... He had been a real human being to these real human beings, and it's it's... It it is, we, part of the cinema with our stars is that we want them to be performers. And Mm -hmm. when they are human, we don't really know how to deal with that. Yeah. Um, And I mean, the, all I could think of when Will Smith went up there, all I could think about was how Beyonce had one of the greatest videos of all time. And like that, it's a very different thing. But that's that's the last time that I felt this kind of nervousness is when Kanye. What was it, two thousand nine? When was that? Yeah. Uh, Kanye went up on stage, and interrupted Taylor Swift. We talked about this in Taylor Swift episode. Uh, And it seemed very. um, I didn't disagree with it at the time, uh, in the same way that I didn't disagree with uh, Chris Rock's joke being inappropriate because uh, it turned. I mean, it was both known and unknown to many people that. um, Jada Pinkett Smith has her head shaved because she has alopecia, which mm-hmm. is a chronic uh, disease. I mean, yes, it's a disease. It's you don't die from it, but it means you lose your your hair. Like it's a yeah. it's a problem, and it, it and it's painful, and it can, it's not it's not. End of-
0: and She'd, apparently, she's been open, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. St-
1: uh, you know, sharing videos and stuff, talking about how she's been struggling with it. Just you know, so not quite the same, but it would be similar to someone who who didn't have hair because of cancer treatment or something yeah. like that, and making fun of that. We would we would see that as like, no, that's too far. Uh, alopecia is a little less of a like you don't die from it, but but sure. still, it's known whether okay, like, or not Chris Rock knew about it. Who cares? You would have to assume he yeah. didn't yeah. didn't know about it, yeah.
0: uh, or else he would have made the joke. I don't know. But uh, that was, uh, yeah, I mean, I think so that the the slap uh, coming back to ABC this fall
1: um, <laughs> happened. All I like I think it was Zachary Kinto the That's whole right. time. <laughs> that was on NBC, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I think it wasn't on NBC. Oh, what a terrible show. There was we're, a TV we're referencing show something the
1: that slap. Only Jimmy and I remember. <laughs> it was an entire, it was about a guy slapping a kid at a.
0: Cook-up. Yeah, it was like, you know, uh, a, a sitcom on NBC, or I guess not a sitcom, was but a, a show drama. on NBC. With a bunch of families, you know, in a backyard, and then you know, a dad slaps another person's child, not his child, and yeah. all of the family reacts. Yeah, and it's a big. And it was
1: like a, I couldn't tell if it was a miniseries. I have no idea. It was stupid. I,
0: but it was not. It was the greatest like two minute trailer you oh, just stumble upon. I think it was during Sunday Night Football. It was yeah. It <laughs> like, was like
1: during the Super Bowl. I think they kept talking oh, it was about amazing. it. Amazing. There was a great. Uh, um Spoof of it by like some uh, Australian comedy thing where a guy yeah. goes and he slaps a kid and then he just proceeds to slap every single person. <laughs> it is really funny. Cops show up, he's slapping cops. <laughs> he slaps like 50 people. Yeah. It's really funny.
0: But but the Oscars, the great, I mean, so the, that happens, the, the incident or whatever happens, and we don't really know what's going to happen. Uh, Diddy comes out next to introduce the Godfather. <laughs> Again, which is yeah. uh, uh, just. The, and,
1: d- and he's the only one who says anything about it.
0: Anthony Hopkins says something later. Uh, Amy to Shore, say way to go, <laughs> way yeah. to go, Will Smith. <laughs> That's great. I think he was sorry. Start- well, that was like maybe the highlight of the night is 90 year old Anthony Hopkins kind of just be like, I think Will Smith said it all. Yeah. After Will Smith, maybe having the longest uh, speech of all time. No, it was um, six
1: minutes. There was there was longer than that.
0: I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, there are But of there's like a 45 speech. minutes after the slap before will smith wins and you everyone i mean it is obviously there's always up there's always an upset at the oscar which we'll also get to uh but everyone is waiting well it is a, widely as presumed that will smith will win for best actor yeah and so the rest of the show is really i'm just like what is that speech gonna yeah. be like we're gonna let him go up there and or speak? even
1: like, like, like are they gonna like pull him out of the audience yeah, and I then mean, just have someone accepted no nope, he's still asked. sitting there yeah. uh like Serena could accept it or something like, cause the Williams family, is sure. like anyone could have accepted it on his behalf. Uh
0: But also, but, and they just decided to roll with it and he wins and goes up and gives this speech that is very emotional. It's very clear. I think he, he I mean, he makes a weird comparison to, to Richard Williams, the, uh, the father of Serena Venus, Venus Williams, whom yep. we played in this movie. Yep. Um, called King Richard, that's the, the movie he won for, the role he won for mm-hmm. uh, it sort of talks about defending his family he uh, doesn't really acknowledge other than that he's crying, it's very weird, it's just clearly a person who's vulnerable yeah. and feeling things and he I think clearly be... realizes that he that was wrong or that was wrong and that that uh, like will tarnish this win. like will yeah. like now this is what the night's about and yeah. this moment which and Oscar campaigning uh, which I'd also love to talk about is like a six month to a year process yeah. of like to win Oscars and most award shows it's political it requires yeah. a lot of being out and like likable yeah and uh, campaigning in maybe dirty ways like there used to be in the nine, in probably throughout all of Hollywood history but like uh that used to be sort of a dirty business uh involving money i mean i think now it's a little more just like go out a lot yeah. be likable like yeah be and just be everywhere a lot yeah. so like that's an exhausting six month uh,
1: he, he's been doing it
0: he's yeah been, he ran yeah uh and so it's just all of that work i mean it's i don't i don't know if i don't think it's flushed down the toilet necessarily no. i mean i'm just like. Still happy that he won, uh, but, like, it was just a really uncomfortable thing to witness. Uh, they let that speech... Like I said, that speech has th- got to be one of the longest uh, acceptance speeches yeah. of all time.
1: Uh, it didn't feel... I would say that there there have been long speeches before that seemed rambling, seemed, like, lost. This one didn't seem... I mean, it seemed like he was... Finding the words as he was saying it. Yeah. But there was a, if you, if I think if you watch it now, it does have some cohesion to it. You're watching him process it in real time. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's been processing it for the last 45 minutes. Um, With his publicist. Yeah. 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 And I think when he tries to compare it to the movie, it feels the most kind of gross. Yeah. Because he's like, just like this guy. And he, and he won. And so. Like, the end justifies the means, kind of. But then you can also see, yeah, that regret. Because this is not just about this campaign for this Oscar. This is about his entire career. Mm-hmm. And and you can see also, I mean, the odds of... A, a, he is an improbable movie star in that he is the most one of the most bankable movie stars of all time. And he's a black man. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's so few of those. And it's not because there are not other black men who, who should and could be that level of movie star. It's just, it, it speaks to kind of the world that we're in. And to know that um, this one kind of act of understandable but, but, uh, but kind of a miscalculation yeah. uh, and a, and a, a vulnerability. Um, Which we all do. Yeah, but he did it in the most public place at the most public time in his whole career. Yep. Uh, and it will be a huge, like the fact that his, he wrote a book about his life, this would be a, a quarter of the book and or at least a, a huge kind of culmination of the book, and it's not like he, he'll have to write another book now. Yeah. Um, it, it was very interesting. I think that there, the speech in and of itself was almost to me more intriguing than the event because it is trying to both do damage control, mm-hmm. trying to, like seeing a human being trying to rationalize his behavior at the yeah. same time, seeing definite regret and a little bit of, Uh, of penitence, but not, I mean, it's still too close to it to try to, to, to cleanly. There's an apology to the Academy and to his nominees, which is gracious. There is not an apology to Chris Rock, which I don't know that he necessarily needs to apologize. Chris Rock, but maybe an apology for the action. Yeah. Uh, Like if it, if it had a person
0: who still believes in the, in the, in the reason for his act but yes. not the act.
1: Yes. And and I Which think Which is that, fair. I I, th- yeah. I mean, sure. And that and, and for it to be the perfect apology or the perfect kind of uh, um, response would have been uh, my actions were were regrettable, but my reason for it was not or something like that. Yeah. Like that, that the, the that would be the press release kind I mean, of thing. You mean the emotions were too high, yeah, yeah. You know? oh, and it yeah. was and still there, still tough. there. Um and I think an interesting thing, at least to bring up, maybe not to litigate, it, because it, it's not, a, it's, I, I do want to make it clear that, that uh, this is not Chris Rock has, did the right thing and, and, and Will Smith did the wrong thing. Chris Rock holding it together from a professional level after getting slapped in the face was, was impressive, just yep. as a hosting standpoint. Doesn't speak any, I mean, like, it was a stupid joke, it was a stupid response, it was very human, and we just got to see it. In a, in, a, in a place that was not expected. As things like this, I'm sure, happen all the time at like parties and different things like sure. that. Sure. Um, and it would just be like something that you just move past. But we, this, is, this is just something that we see. Um, the way in which God was brought into it, especially from our standpoint of like talking about how God fits into our culture, was really interesting. And that he, uh, Will Smith says point blank, I feel as though God has been calling me to protect the people in my life, and to protect my family, to protect the actors and actresses uh, within the movie, or specifically the actresses. He didn't. He didn't point out any any actors that he had to protect. No, where was John Bernthal? You know? Yeah, John Bernthal was ignored. For, he was my favorite part of that movie. Frankly. John Bernthal was my favorite part of every movie. Yeah, he was great. He, he was great. Uh, John Bernthal and that wig and mustache action going on in them? Yeah. that movie—beautiful, fantastic. Shorts. We'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, but I think it, it makes an. It, and I'll just raise it, and, the, and then we'll kind of let it be there. The idea of God calling us to protect the people that we love, um, and that protection being uh, enacted in violence, um, even if it's violence that, as we said, was, was calculated and measured and, and meant to make a point more than it was to actually harm, um, it's an interesting conversation. Uh, and I think that it's not one that should be fully litigated by two white guys who are just here to talk about movies. Uh, but it is part of the question. I think it's part of the question of the church, too. It's, it, it, it points to how much we in the church love David more than we love Jesus, I think, at times. Because uh, David is a warrior, and there's a lot of folks who really want the second coming of Jesus to be that on the on the horse with the with the sword, ready to ready to, to kill some bad guys. That's the reason mm-hmm. why they killed Jesus, because they were all excited that he was going to be coming in on a, and kill all the Romans, mm-hmm. and uh, he instead is killed by the Romans, and that is insulting to them, and uh, they that's why they want Barabbas, who is a zealot. He was Barabbas was. Uh, on trial because he killed Romans. That's exactly what they want from Jesus. And Jesus comes in and says, no, we need to fix ourselves. And they don't like that. So, um, it is, uh, it's just an interesting conversation. Uh, and there's a point, obviously it, it's the question of just war. It's the question of like, at, to what degree is loving your neighbor and loving, uh, the people in your life to what degree is protecting them, um, something in which violent action is necessary. Uh, And that's a, that's a question that we can point to Martin Luther King and say, well, he was nonviolent, but Martin Luther King recognized that there's a time in which violent action is necessary. He was not the polar opposite of Malcolm X. He was, he agreed with Malcolm X on a lot of things. uh, Martin Luther King had a lot of guns to protect his family Mm -hmm. uh, after many death threats and many times where like there was an explosion at his house and there were crosses on his house. I mean, he was willing to protect his family. Uh, so it's not a cut and dry binary answer. And I think it's a question for us to all ponder in the midst of this superfluous kind of big glitzy thing uh, that Will Smith uh, is a very dedicated and positive guy who, is, who, as with many of us, is dealing with a lot of hard, difficult things and how to maintain that both a, a representing his own family and his own self, but also the the crew that he is on, the 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 his role as a as a black man in our culture and in the world as a global probably the most famous black man in the world, um, does a lot to carry, and so I think it's real easy to say uh, he was wrong, uh, but it's a lot it's a lot more nuanced than that. And there's a lot going on in that. And especially within the church, like how we respond to things like this and to this question of what does it mean to protect, I think is not an easy, it's not an easy answer.
0: Yeah. And as in all things, uh, you know, just ignore the take cycle online and and have real conversations with people in your life about it instead.
1: Yeah, we can't conclusively wrap this up. I mean, it's like (laughs) we didn't solve racism by electing a black guy. We don't uh, solve, uh, the the question of violence within uh, the life of of the church and the life of of love the the relationship between violence and love mm-hmm. is not an easy thing to navigate. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, that was that. Uh, the slap Sundays on NBC. Um, oh, nice uh so let's let's talk about some some awards and some movies first off there were 10 (laughs) movies both of us watched all when when at what point had you had all 10 of them watched it's been a while it's been a while it's been a while so you watched did you see them all in the theater
0: uh that's a great question here are
1: here are the 10 movies uh and i will oh i have them in alphabetic order um yeah what was the first one that you saw
0: uh, First one that I saw? Oh,
1: gosh. Here are the 10. Dune or King Richard? They came out a while ago. Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story.
0: I saw every single one of those movies in a theater except for the winner of best picture <gasps> coda oh my just goodness. not released in theaters because it's an apple
1: tv plus movie it was in theaters in new york and los angeles if you tried hard enough that's
0: true that's a fair point i was very close to driving to new york uh for liquor's pizza because really? it was out for a full
1: month in new york and la before i came here nice 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 uh here is i don't, did you did you you didn't rank yours did you i ranked them okay well, let's let's do our here. Let's we'll just say we'll say our rankings, and then we'll then we'll go through them. I'll go from the bottom up. Here is my worst movie of the of the thing. I think all of them were enjoyable. I enjoyed watching them all. I have no regrets about any of these movies. Um, I, and uh, I think they were all good on certain levels. So I would. I say have that,
0: one movie that I
1: just don't really think is good. Okay, here are the. I, I have a feeling I know which one yours. Uh, here are from worst to best, my 10 movies. Worst movie, King Richard. Uh, wow. And we can, we can talk about it in a second. Second worst movie, Nightmare Alley. They, those were the only two movies that I, that I was upset about. I disagree on both of those. Yeah, I think those I, are I mean, both I, fine. I, I think they were both fine, but they both could have been and should have been much better movies. Uh, then number eight for me, Don't Look Up. Number seven for me, Belfast. Uh, number six for me, Coda.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, number number five for me, Power of the Dog. Uh, number four for me, Dune. Number three, Drive My Car. Number two, Licorice Pizza. Number one, West Side Story. I wish West Side Story had won. I am not upset with Coda winning. I thought Coda was a was the best version of that movie. I just think that that movie is, uh, it's just a lovely story. Yeah. Well,
0: so I don't know if you want to talk yeah. about that. what's
1: your list, and then we can okay. we can talk about. It.
0: Uh, Don't look up is the worst movie on this list. Yeah, uh, uh, that's my take. Uh, that's did just, you not like it? This is just my opinion. I did not. That is, the, I did not like it. Okay. I did not think it was funny. Uh, he, it is. I will say right. I just you know uh podcasting uh you know, we're try, i'm trying to entertain uh if you like these movies do not think i i don't like you for not liking these movies even though in my conversation uh my armageddon, style armageddon stuff yeah. yes uh with you in your personal life if i, I have had these discussions with you or here in the podcast may seem like i uh judge uh, I really don't care. Like the humor is definitely subjective, yeah. and so fine. Like I really thought that was my problem with the look Up is I didn't find it very funny. But finding a thing funny is pretty subjective, so that's fine.
1: Here wait. let's let's should we let's you want to talk about that? Let's talk about them as we go through it because because okay. you've heard my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would agree. I mean, I had to look up pretty low. It was in my first movie that I enjoyed uh of the of this of the 10 like that 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 i i enjoyed it more than i was frustrated by it it's 45 minutes too long um it should probably be an hour and a half and it's two and a half hours um i would i would love it to be a hundred minutes i think it's filled with a bunch of people who are not comedians trying to be funny um it's a it's just it felt so self-righteous it was it was a lot of that and Uh, it's very on the nose yeah, yeah, oh yeah! I mean, you could take Kate Blanchett completely out of that movie, and it would be a better movie. I like love Kate Blanchett, and and I hate—I have a hard time saying that, and I'm going to say it again here in a little bit. Uh, uh,
0: I I don't look up. I just you know Adam McKay, uh, the director of this film, he made Anchorman.
1: Yep, and Anchorman too, yeah, and Tall Dark Brothers, Tall
0: Night, like all like a lot of like comedy gold for a while switched to the big short yeah I don't like Step Brothers. I really like the big short yeah uh, for people my age stepbrothers is very important of course Yeah. But that um, does not hold up okay I yeah. don't I'm not going to rewatch Step Brothers ever yeah. my entire life why so would you fine. yeah uh, don't look, uh, uh, the big short which is the film about the uh, financial crisis in 2008 mm-hmm. that's uh, his I think first, it's pretty like, good but that's his first movie. like yeah. I'm a movie with a message yeah. I'm a serious
1: yeah vice uh, the Dick Cheney movie which uh, a little bit of hubris in that movie as a filmmaker, <laughs> got a taste of Oscar gold and and wanted to go big, and that was nominated, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Vice is 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 fine. It's pretty good. It's about Dick Cheney. But he Starring clearly, Batman.
0: Adam McKay clearly uh, want has messages and has thoughts, and wants to tell you how he feels and that, and really is confident that he is yeah. right. And this movie, uh, Don't Look Up, was about ostensibly about climate change. Uh, and how, you know, media and government and the power rich and famous uh, don't care because, yeah. or don't want to care because they can make money or be, stay, hold their power. Yeah. Which is true, uh, but made by the rich and famous. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it just, it was weird. I, it was I very smug. Yeah. And like also... If maybe if this movie came out before COVID, it would have hit a little differently. Yeah. yeah. But post COVID, we're just like uh, we literally just watched this happen in the media yeah. and in government, yeah. like people just being like, "Nah, like it's not real." Yeah. Uh, it just was like, yes, this just happened. Like a year ago. Like this isn't insightful or good. Like yeah.
1: I, so. I enjoy. I I expected to to dislike it more than I did. I enjoyed it a lot. I've, I think uh, Timmy I,
0: Chalamet saying "I love fingerling potatoes" was definitely the highlight. That's Chalamet really
1: was in it more than I thought he would be in it, and he was great. And always, he doesn't come in always... until the two-hour mark. That's <laughs> <Yes>, right. <laughs> um, again, the movie would be much better if it was forty-five minutes less. Uh, and I thought Meryl Streep's great, but also Meryl Streep is like softballing it. Like she is, yeah. she is, she is just a great actress who she can. And there's a great clip on uh, online of uh, there's one. Where the scene starts where she's on the phone and there's like nine takes of her she has different conversations the the uh, uh, another side of a different conversation each time and they're all hilarious and and it's just like where she just has to be ad living and then she's she's like i'm sorry I, I need to get off the phone and that and every single take she did, had a different conversation and they're all the best part yeah, of yeah like
0: if you have Meryl Streep Leonardo DiCaprio Jonah Hill Jennifer Lawrence Rob Morgan, Tyler Perry, Kate Blanchett, Timothy mm. Chalamet. Mm. Like you can make a better movie. Uh but yeah. so, you know. I'll take that. Number nine for me is Belfast. Yeah. Uh which I which is is a good and perfectly fine movie. It just like the best picture nominees. I actually like don't mind this one, but it was just real mid it was real fine yeah. uh it was uh
1: also was d- white roma baby yeah you had white <laughs> roma you had uh, so you had all these movies watched a month ago uh i finished i finished my 10th movie 10 minutes into the into the proceedings of the oscar show and it was belfast i was watching it on my ipad did you miss it. beyonce because you were finishing belfast no i i i paused for beyonce that's good because, yeah it's yeah, yeah. a good
0: decision um
1: and, and the nice thing is that even though I was watching it live, my TV does let me rewind up to two minutes. So whenever I would like, I was like half watching bell. So I, I watched Belfast enough. I think yeah, I mean, to get I'm the sorry. Belfast. Someone had tweeted that Belfast is if you uh, uploaded every best picture winner of the last 95 years and put them into a computer and then have a the computer spit out a best picture nominee, it would be Belfast. Uh, I think what I liked, Belfast, it was beautiful. And I think this of Kenneth Branagh as a director, he was a theatrical director, like a theater director before. And it feels incredibly staged. Every shot is incredibly deliberate. I think the visuals of the movie are very impressive and beautiful. And they're telling a very different story, very different tone than what this story is. The story is cute about a serious thing. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't quite do the serious very well. It does the cute really well the the visual style of it is a different movie altogether like it, there's a lot of deep focus a lot of an, an, anamorphic lens shots a lot of really like clever staging it feels very like it's almost like f- like the trial the the uh the citizen kane movie or the the orson welles movie that's like real lots of dutch angles and weird like shots through windows and like real far like camera in corner like real pulling out his film school yeah. bag well, and, over and, here but it's, it's the also the like vocab that's, words? that's what it felt like kenneth brano was doing it was like i love film and so oh, yeah. i'm gonna I make it definitely film, for it yeah but it i think it underserves or overserves the the story because it's just a cute little story about this kid in a and a tricky time. It's, it's Angela's like Ann it's Brooklyn constantly and Van Morrison like in weird time like very kind of like happy stuff also the, great like
0: Van Morrison makes you feel good like his yeah. music not uh, but like you know like okay sure like that's always going to be and
1: the 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 lady from Outlander and the guy from 50 Shades, Fifty Shades of Grey are beautiful. The most Too beautiful much.
0: Irish people I've ever seen <laughs> in my most. entire life. Holy smokes! <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, I was like Jamie and, Dornan singing Everlasting Love and dancing with her. Like that's amazing. Yeah, like, and that's Karen
1: Hines and, and Judy, Judy Dench. Dench being the most British grandparents uh, or or Irish grandparents, right. UK grandparents that you're ever going to see. they're and they're just like showing up and doing the work. I mean, they they are Meryl Streep showing up and just like yeah, give me put give me a thing, I'll be. Yeah. I'll be it's very sweet,
0: lovable. Uh, it's very nice. Wasn't exactly for me, but that's okay. I mean, I think uh a lot of older uh white people are going to love that. Yeah, so. it's fine. Yeah. Shouldn't have won best screenplay. Won best screenplay. Uh, I, I, Shouldn't have won. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy it don't look up didn't win best screenplay, yeah. but but uh just I like the Kenneth Oscars Branagh too. Uh, Kenneth Branagh, he's fine. Well, he Paul Thomas an Oscar, Anderson has fine. never won an Oscar.
1: Kenneth Branagh never won an Oscar
0: yep uh number eight uh is king richard okay okay
1: that was my worst movie
0: yeah i like king richard i had a good time watching it i really did enjoy will smith's performance yeah, uh he's great yeah um i thought the two girls who played the Williams sisters were incredible ingenue ellis the mother mm. it's great it had a very good i think very important scene late in that film uh like talking to him in the kitchen which just like okay that's well, it's mm-hmm. She was great. This scene was important and then it had to happen. Like, that was good. I, and as, as aforementioned, like, John Bernthal's amazing. He's fantastic. Uh, and I love tennis. And I thought, like, I, I really have watched a lot of tennis in my yeah. life.
1: Uh, Very little tennis in this movie.
0: No, but they handled it well. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of training tennis. I mean, like, what do yeah. you, you know?
1: Well, I think it's my thing uh, again, too long. Movies don't need to be over two hours unless they have to be. And this one, a half hour too long, easily. I think also, uh, and I think I maybe even texted you this the last two minutes of the movie are title cards telling you about Serena and Venus and how awesome they are. Mm-hmm. I want to see that movie. Uh, and and, and I, it doesn't have
0: anything to do, though, with the quality of King Richard.
1: It does, only in that I think that this is of the Williams family, he's the least interesting person. Uh, and I think that the movie is about him, and as a character and in real life, there is very little growth in Richard Williams. And so if you're gonna have the movie be about a character who doesn't grow, that's a problem. The wife grows, the, the kids grow, everyone around him grows. Like the wife, there's the best scene in the movie is where she has agency and she says, mm-hmm. I would, I'm not here for you, I'm here for them. And yeah. that to me is compelling. And it also, I think the problem is that we want, uh, when you do a biopic, that you want, a movie level of growth and understanding. And this guy kind of didn't have it. And some of the more intriguing parts about his personality, they glossed past real fast. Well, like yeah. all the failed businesses and the fact that he has these other kids and mm-hmm. like his feelings, like they just kind of move past that, which is a different movie. Yeah. But I, I'm a little more interested in that, which basically the theme of the movie is he was real, he was sure his kids were going to be this and he worked them real hard. And then they were. And he, and so, and everyone's like, you're a jerk. And he like objectively is. But even like when he there's a scene where he leaves his kids because they were being really proud of themselves after they won a tournament. He leaves them at a store. Yeah. And his wife yells at him, and he stops, and they they get back in the car. And there's that would have been a great time for him to realize maybe I'm pushing them a little too hard. But nope. I mean, there's something interesting about an inflexible person. Maybe. Like
0: uh, I don't need to see. It it wasn't a big artistic achievement. It was (laughs) like my 35th favorite film of the year. Like I'm just but uh, it was a i didn't think it was it was fine it was yeah, fine i, didn't I was it, enjo-
1: i enjoyed it i watched it on a, okay, on a plane right
0: you yeah. made it seem like you didn't even enjoy it which i was for sort of like, i enjoyed all yeah. the movies i enjoyed all 10 of these movies yeah
1: good. it just could have been better i think the two that i marked sure. as the as my la- least two favorite is that they had the potential much like don't look up and i would i mean don't look up was my third least favorite yeah. all of them had were were working with ingredients that should have made a better meal and uh and this one It's, I mean, a little like Training Day for Denzel in that it is, and we talked about Training Day is great, but is that the best Denzel performance? Is that sick? Is that better than Malcolm? So good. Well, no,
0: no, but also it's amazing. Yeah, I don't know. I think that this performance is really great
1: from Will Smith. I really wish he had one for Pursuit of Happiness. That is like a life-changing performance kind of... And to see... I also really just like... And and Training Day does have this. I love Training Day, so I'm going to take that off the table. a different Uh, example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Leo winning for The Revenant? Sure, sure, sure. Um, I think that I when it's hard, I think as an actor, he did a great job, but I I love when an actor is given the opportunity to show growth on screen. And and this character doesn't really allow you to do that very much because there's very little growth within this character. It's just like, see, I was right the whole time. And like that is less compelling to me and i think also it is amazing and amy schumer said this at the beginning like that we have two of the most powerful women athletes in the world mm-hmm. to these these women who have worked really hard and so let's tell them a, a movie about their dad sure. like that to me is i would that's why i would rather i i don't i think that yes their dad is an important part of their story but that's not the story and the fact that that is the story that we're given is a little frustrating to me so yeah, that's that's, that's all
0: uh, number seven is your other uh, not very good movie is Nightmare Alley. You had it that low?
1: Yeah, sure. Oh, I thought you would have it higher. No, no, no. So, yeah. What's your thoughts?
0: Uh Nightmare Alley, which was a, a very little scene film uh, by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, great director. Yeah. Fantastic um, director. Pacific Rim, a- baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love Shape of Water. God. Uh, 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 it's about Bradley. It stars Bradley Cooper as a, as a like, carny in yep. the 1950s, 30s? 30s, I think. Because it was World it was World in One? between the wars. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, it has impeccable set design. Um, it, like, it looks amazing. I think it's the cinematography. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and it's just sort
1: of a classic story. Like, it's a movie that I think. It has been. It's based on a novel that had already been made into a yes. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. But, like, it's... In the 50s. It's a very, just, like, sort of straightforward, like, is this is a con artist, and watch him learn how to be a con artist, and then watch him uh, be successful being a con artist, and then watch him, like, tumble and fall, and then, you know, uh, reach a low point at the end. And, like, mm-hmm. there's not much interesting real emotion in the movie, there's not much real interesting... Like, I don't think the, the plot doesn't even really work very well, Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was just sort of an old-school, like, Bradley Cooper's real charming... To me, maybe um, not to everybody, <laughs> but I thought he was good in this movie. Yeah. And oh, he was great an, And, like, it looked beautiful around him, uh, and it was just sort of, like, a, I was a fine, that was a fine way to spend. Like, that was a, it was a real, it reminded me of, like, a 90s uh, sort of, like, adult, just, like, drama that was, yeah. like, yeah, there's not much need for this, but, like, I enjoyed yeah. it.
1: Yeah, I think I would like it better if it wasn't nominated for Best Picture. Sure, because when you nominate it it for Best Picture, nomination. you do you do kind of say like well, this is thing. a great movie. You nomination. watch this and
0: exactly. you didn't watch uh, Being There Cardos, which is fine. Yeah, or like but Spencer,
1: like Spencer, yeah, I thought was I w- a, an I, amazing movie. I wanted um, to watch Spencer or you, or The Lost Daughter. Oh, uh, The Lost Daughter, uh, so good. Yeah, um, the uh, yeah, my thing with it. This is the the best. The kind of what you were saying about Don't Look Up, like. Every performance in this is actually really good. Uh, all of the actors are amazing. It's a beautiful movie. It's, it's amazingly well shot. Uh, the cinematography is brilliant. Um, this is not but, what I said about Don't Look Up. But, but, but I mean, but, but all, all of the ingredients, uh, everything <laughs> right there, yeah, yeah. you have all of this stuff. The story is pointless. And I particularly was really frustrated by you have these uh, three really amazing actresses who have really antiquated very stupid roles uh Kate blanchett especially like there is no this is a story about a i mean man. it's a noir film and yeah. she's the femme fatale I yeah mean, but this is yeah know. yeah but like the, you don't have to tell that story in the same way like wouldn't it be interesting if we told a noir movie where the women had agency sure. or at least that their that their their agency wasn't just vindictive <laughs> like yeah. That Or virginal innocence like that. Like Rooney Mara. Rooney yep. Mara is just the good person who won't be sullied. Uh, Kate Blanchett in the end is just someone who's vindictive and a survivor. And like that is not an interesting take that we have seen. We've seen that in all movies. Like it is a very much a throwback yeah. in the worst way. It's also exactly an hour too long. You could take out a, the entire <laughs> first long. hour of the movie and it would not be. I think the first hour is it's the best compelling. Part I
0: think the first hour of the movie is the best part. Yeah, the but then it starts over yeah and, well, and another movie did that and did it great so
1: yeah uh, you there's times to do that yeah. but i think that this it's a movie that the the story doesn't need to be three hours long and oh, so definitely. what you could tell that whole first hour of the movie in about five minutes and or you could just completely take it out and just by context we'll figure out what happened in that first hour of the movie. once again the first hour is the best part so it is i
0: like i like nightmare Alley. i think it's like i think it's i think it's I don't know about good, but I think it's pretty close
1: to being good. I was very frustrated, but I think that that's why I, I disliked it uh, the way that I did because it should have been better and it had everything going for it. Yeah. And it, like a great, great direction, great mm-hmm. cinematography. Mm-hmm. Although I did watch the last hour of it, I just turned, I was distracted by how fresh everything looked, so I turned off the color and it was better.
0: They released it in black and
1: white. uh, It was better. They did a a run in black and white. Yeah, I know that they do that a lot of times. With like, they did that with uh, with Mad Max: Fury Road. They did that with uh, uh, Logan. Uh, Obviously, Mm -hmm. they did it with with the Affirmation Justice League. Um, But I think that in those ones, it was just like, huh, that's interesting. But I preferred the color version. This one, watching it, like the whole last section of the of the movie, I watched in black and white. It was fantastic because then I could imagine like, oh, the like lousy. Characters for women is because this movie is from the nineteen fifties, <laughs> rather yeah. than this being a movie that was made last year.
0: Yeah. Uh, my number six, uh, which would be the first movie that I like and think is good, is Coda. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, your number six. That was think, also my number six. Exactly. Here. Yeah. Um, so, Coda, which won Best Picture, and so Coda. Uh, if you don't know, Coda is a uh, acronym. Acronym for Child of Deaf Adults. Mm-hmm. And the, so the film is about uh, this uh, high school senior uh, who, and she lives with her family. She is the only member of her family who is hear, can hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of her parents and her brother are deaf. And so she's helping them out. They have a shipping business in uh, Massachusetts, I would assume, or mm-hmm. Rhode Island. Gloucester. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, she wants to be a singer uh which you know it's just like tough for like her parents and her brother to not really be able to understand her mm. or experience uh fully uh i don't know if fully is the right word but ex- you know hear her sing mm. uh and that's just like it's a very it's a very well made and good and enjoyable coming of age slash uh just you know uh a very nice movie I don't yeah. know about that yeah uh, it's very sweet yeah uh And yeah, I I enjoyed it without really ever being like overwhelmed by good or either quality or like such positive or strong feelings of that it bumped it up for me. But yeah,
1: were you disappointed by that winning?
0: I think it's going to age weirdly. Um, you know, I think it, I think I've heard it, I heard it compared to the artist as a win sure Artist that if you saw the artist like everyone likes I forgot, the artists. i forgot about that movie right yep. but like you're just not really gonna think about it too yep. much um i mean i heard it compared like shakespeare and love another movie that uh i mean might be a little more made for women than men uh yeah. compared to the, a lot of the other movies we'll talk about i'm yeah. not sure i mean maybe koda fits that bill yeah um definitely as a like a young woman as the main character um I've heard it compared to, like, Ordinary People. It's sort of like a familial drama. It didn't quite sit with yeah. me. I'm like, yeah. or Kramer versus Kramer. I'm like, nah. like, those were a little those more. Those are bummers, a, those movies. Yeah, those are yeah. serious. Like, it's a serious movie. Coda's yeah. happy. Uh, I'm not saying I don't need all Best Picture winners to be happy. And I'm like, it was a great win. It was an amazing moment. Like, I think, the, so the thing about Coda winning is just that, like, am I disappointed in that winning? Well, yes, I liked other movies more. Um, and you just are aware of, or at least I am. I follow this stuff very closely in that uh the people at coda uh were running very hard they were doing a lot of press oh. they were everywhere they were invited to the white house which is not i'm in them but mm-hmm. like that's very good pub- publicity like mm-hmm. and it was a momentum thing and then in the past i mean a month ago they were 20 to 1. their odds were 20 to 1. oh man sure you could have bet oh, a hundred dollars and won two thousand dollars wow on uh coda. i mean they were like long shot yeah. Uh and the momentum they kept they wanted the director's guild, the producer's guild um and it just the sags it just and I think what happens is it's amazing to see that group of actors on stage celebrating a win. Yeah. It starts feeling really good in the yeah. same way that starts feeling really good the see Will Smith win or yeah. Ariana DeBose or like every year I mean this is the the Parasite win, a movie that I do think is like one of the best movies that's been released in like 5 years. Yeah. That win also was like, it's awesome to see Bong Joon-ho and the yeah. cast of Parasite yep. and meet them at the parties. In a
1: movie that's unapologetically Korean. Like yes. It's, it's not uh, it's not Snowpiercer or something like that. Where, and so it starts yeah. being a
0: combination of it feels good to vote for this movie and I liked it and mm-hmm. it's good. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. I'm not like upset really. It's just like, okay, that's uh, what it is. But yeah. like, did I? Like, I... Completely like teared up, both when Troy Kotzer won last night. That was mm-hmm. one of the highlights of the show. Brilliant. The father from Coda won Best yeah. Supporting Actor and First uh, Deaf
1: Male to mm-hmm. win. Uh, yeah. Marley Matlin, who played the mother, was the other Deaf actor who had won an Oscar before. Yeah,
0: Children of a Lesser God. Mm-hmm. And uh, him winning, and especially, I mean, uh, the grandma from Minari, uh, Yu <laughs> yeah, Yeo-jun, yeah, uh, I believe is her name, uh, she presented the award because she won Best Supporting Actress last year. And just was so sweet. Uh, like she signed the win and then said it and then stayed there and held his Oscar so that he could sign, yeah. Uh, no, and just great. stood there right next to him, beaming. Yeah. It was so that was amazing, that and was so moving, just a moving image. Like, beautiful. this is great. And then the end, I mean, when they all win and everyone doing the sign, clapping mm-hmm. and standing up, and they're all so excited and shocked, and mm-hmm. like that's awesome. Like, that's like that's a really, really cool thing. Uh, for like, I mean, that was a tr- also. It was bought by Apple and distributed by Apple, but was made, like, independently. There was an indie mm-hmm. movie. It premiered at Sundance. It's the mm-hmm. first movie ever, I think, to win Best Picture that premiered at Sundance. Yeah.
1: Um, first streaming movie to win Best first Picture. First
0: streaming movie ever, which is Take also fascinating. that, Netflix. <laughs> lost again. Uh, insane. Uh, and you think about all the quality of movies that they've released in the last, like, five, ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was great. I just... I mean, I... Power of the Dog is next to my list. The Power of the Dog is my fifth favorite movie. Yeah, I think it was yours too.
1: Yeah. Well, last thing before before we move off of coda, uh, just real quickly, I think it was it was lovely to see them on stage, but I also really appreciated they had someone signing the acceptance yeah. speech, but then they had a second person that was facing the cast signing to them. Oh yeah, which was beautiful. And I think uh, I think I said this before, but it is what I loved is that it is it's a little timeless in a movie that there's so many that even power of the dog like that's that's a period piece is speaking to now like Mm -hmm. this was a movie that was you could have made this movie 20 years ago you could have made it 40 years ago it would have effectively been a a similar movie there's nothing in it that is necessarily tied to 2021 2022 um and so it's it's a it's a it's the best one of the best versions of this story that could have been done it could have gone real schmaltzy Mm -hmm. and i expected it to and it never quite does It does. It does. Yeah, the it's Jody, a Joni Mitchell song, and the uh, yeah, and well, and then suddenly, like this senior who had never sung in choir is is going to right. Berkeley, like that. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of disbelief. I mean, but it's a little movies. hallmark hallmark in that sense, but never goes it. it it didn't have to be as good as it was. I think that that's the thing. Yeah. And it is incredibly well-directed mm-hmm. uh, the and written. Uh, writer, director, uh, directed by, uh, what's her name? Sean... Vader? Something. Something? Sean, yeah. Uh, who I didn't realize was a woman until she, she, is until woman. she stood yep. up. Uh, that was wonderful. Uh, she won for Best Screenplay, for Best Adapted Screenplay, and, and that, was, that was a great win. Um, Another upset. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a really great category in that sense, uh, but but I I was not disappointed by that win. I was not disappointed by this win. I did not expect it to win, but I really enjoyed this movie.
0: I the odds had shifted so much that it was the favorite by the time we got. Oh, there. really? Really? Yeah. So it started. At 20, it was. I mean, it's been a long shot for basically for a long time. The narrative was it's Power of the Dog or Belfast. Belfast mm. never really caught on. Power of the Dog right. won more or less every award it ever went oh, to uh until last month and it started coda started gaining momentum and wow. people were saying like i think we all like wow coda a lot and so the thing proud of the dog is my fifth favorite movie of the year uh as of our fifth favorite of the
1: oh wait last thing about coda too is that in of all of these movies it's the only one that wasn't a bummer like there, I there is there is hope in a lot of these other well there, yeah there's a Laker's lot pizza's of pizza is not a bummer that's true but it's also... I mean, it's you feel a lot of emotions. I mean, it's purposely
0: trying to needle you a lot, but... Yeah. Uh, and all of these, like, West Side Story... I guess West Side Story, West Side story ends as a bummer, but West Side Story is also pretty, like, yeah. triumphant. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. But it's the only one that I felt great.
0: Dune's sick. I felt, King Richard's a total not downer. King Richard's, like, a, is a nice... Is like yeah, a, but it The end of the movie is Venus wins, and, like, you're happy, and then they, like, show, I, like... I, I, the I, end of the movie is Venus, like... Or I guess she loses, but, like, it's still, like, or, you know, yeah like, she... We still it. love you. Venus yeah. Williams made it. That's sick. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's and it, it, it's purely it feel you feel real good. You feel unconflicted goodness at the end of
0: Kona. Yeah, Which is nice in the last yeah. like it's, 5 it's the years most we don't fairy-tale get a lot. ending. Yeah.
1: yeah. That and you don't have to feel like Ugh. like it doesn't make you feel a lot of it's a it's a pretty black and white movie in terms of like everyone should it feel good on black and white like
0: Nightmare Alley. Yeah, for real. Okay. But so The Power of the Dog, which was the favorite for a long time, it is the uh Film by Jane Campion, uh, long critically acclaimed filmmaker. Uh, Runner
1: and up for most esoteric title too of uh, of the nominees. <laughs> the Power of the Dog, based off of a short story. Uh, no, Thomas Savage by uh, this is a short novel. A novel. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, but I, th- I think I think the Power of the Dog. It is clearly a very well constructed and made movie. Uh, that I just didn't have a lot of like warmth towards. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was
1: gonna win. I, I, yeah, I mean it, like it
0: was it, the favorite for yeah. literally a year.
1: Yeah. This was my number five, but I thought it was gonna win. And I would I wouldn't have wouldn't have felt bad if it won. No. Yeah.
0: It wouldn't deserve, I mean it's it, a bummer it's of a good, movie. It's good, it's deserving. It's
1: a tough hang. Uh, you're with a, a bunch yeah. of characters that you don't want to be with for almost three hours. Mm-hmm. Again, these movies are too long.
0: That was not too long, I don't think that was I no, think that was uh, appropriate.
1: It, yeah. I think that uh yeah, this, it was. is it three hours? It's almost three hours.
0: No, it's like two and a half.
1: Okay. Uh, Drive My Car, also three hours, not too long. But I mean, they, these are just long movies. Sure. Um Yeah, I think uh, uh Benedict Cumberbatch does such a great job that you forget how bad his accent is within about 20 minutes. I thought he was really good. He was really good. And I good. don't really like Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, he was really good. But his oh. accent is distracting. Sure. Uh, I, don't know. I and, haven't seen it in like four months, so yeah, you tell yeah. me. I mean, it, it, it's it's like um, it's like I feel like his accent is like a movie with subtitles. That after about ten or fifteen minutes, you forget that you're reading the movie, mm-hmm. and after about ten or fifteen minutes, you forget that this is a British guy trying to sound southern or whatever he was trying to sound. Yeah. Um, but his menace in this and his kind of like underplaying it, which is not his forte, no. uh, was really really good. Yeah. And there, like no no violence. Really happens in this movie on screen, yeah. But you constantly feel it's it's movie of dreadful yes. dread. Yes, yeah. it, The the feeling uh, of of the Oscar ceremony, <laughs> right when Questlove was giving his acceptance speech, is the feeling you have during the entire movie. Well, that was also. I mean, the real, the uh, real fascinating. It's just like
0: the power of the dog is very clearly a movie about bottled up. Toxic, toxic masculinity, masculinity yep. and how modeling up your anger and your feelings like Played hurts out. the people around you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and so, do with that what you will. Jane Campion giving her accept- wins best director. I absolutely thought she should have won best director. I was very excited yeah. for that win. Uh, that's w- as I was watching the whole thing, I was like, "This is a very well directed because it's restrained in yeah, a I mean, way that not my favorite directed movie of the year, but uh, but her acceptance but speech." oh she's great yeah and she's comes after the Will Smith event mm-hmm. really re- within 10 minutes of that and has some very interesting kind of not I mean, so speaking gonna to the she's going to stay thing. on script yeah
0: after the last award show that she won uh, where she had a gaffe but uh, she had a gaffe
1: yeah she was, it, was that it the piano that no, she won for what no your, oh no like a week or two season. ago okay.
0: she won at the I think it was uh, DGAs maybe uh, but she sort of made a she was talking about uh, I mean, she is literally the, only the third woman to ever win Best Director. Mm-hmm. Uh, second year in a row, the woman's won Best Director. First one nominated too. She was the first ever woman nominated. Yeah, For uh, 90, 91. 91, 92, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, And so she she has been speaking a lot about sort of you know breaking boundaries. And this was sort of uh, she's been a successful filmmaker for 30 plus years, so it sort of you know feels like a long time coming in her career. Um, and she was talking about being a, uh, a trailblazer and like you know like feeling like you know this thing and she compared herself like you know I'm here with other trailblazers like the Williams sisters, and then she tried to make a joke like oh but uh, you didn't have to like be in the room with all the men like I did and like and like repeat and it was just really yeah, it was yeah. Just sort of like ah oh, like you didn't have to yeah you know uh, just an older love, white woman sort of yeah it felt like belittling to black women yeah. to younger black women about it. It i love just, that she felt started her
1: she started accepting speech by speaking yeah. maori i always <laughs> think that's lovely
0: oh the new zealand like uh yep.
1: yeah indigenous language of new zealand
0: mm-hmm. uh, but power of the dog i think it was a, a very well very well constructed movie i'm excited for a rewatch Just to sort of, once you know where the story's going, to be able to watch it the second time. I think it ends really strongly. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I mean, I don't know Cody Smith-McPhee was great. Cody Smith-McPhee was
1: amazing. Yeah. Uh, really underplayed it well, like yeah. that's it to the point that his character is very slight when you first. You, you almost feel like this is not going to be a significant character in the movie.
0: Well, his voiceover. I mean, his like the start of the movie. His his, his voice. Said, oh, I didn't like, realize that. Yeah. My mom always like I'll do anything to protect my mom. Basically, oh, so I mean, yeah. it sets you up pretty early. Oh, I like, didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize yeah. that. Uh, I mean, my friend watched the movie twice and still did not realize the act that occurred off screen. Oh uh, wow, yeah, wow, wow! Which I was uh, baffled by, uh, but.
1: Jesse Plemons great in that movie? He's always I was gonna say,
0: great. real life couple, Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst.
1: Are they really married?
0: They met on Fargo <gasps> and have been
1: together what? ever since. Oh my goodness. And then they oh were in this goodness. movie together. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Jesse Plemons plays I love He Jesse he Plemons is one of my favorite actors so who plays much. the exact same character in every movie.
0: <laughs> he he doesn't he doesn't uh he just always is Jesse Plemons and has that face. Uh But I mean, think of him in Black Mirror in that episode sure. the Star Trek episode which is great. Think of him he's different. He's a uh, in, in Jungle Breaking. Cruise, he's different. Okay. In Breaking Bad, I did not see Jungle Cruise. It was not one of the... Yeah. Uh, Breaking Bad, he's different. Uh, he's like, different in that. But
1: he's he's very similar He's different character. in Like Mike. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he's in Like He's different the bully. In, and he's in uh, Friday Night Lights. Landry. Uh, but he he is a very similar character in my favorite For movie him. of last year. Or two years I'm ago. I'm thinking of anything. I'm so. thinking of anything. So I mm-hmm. love that movie. Yeah, with uh, Jesse other Jesse is Buckley Jesse Buckley who was also nominated in this. one of my favorite performances of the year her Jesse the Buckley Lost is Daughter. great and I'm thinking of ending things too yes. yeah I didn't see The Lost Daughter but I seems seems like a, a bummer of a movie <laughs> incredible <laughs> lots of bummers um, beautifully shot beautifully like the locations are great in this movie yeah uh, just a, a beautiful movie that is tense it's tense hanging. yeah just like clearly I mean
0: probably how a lot of people feel when they watch Oscar movies where it just doesn't click for them yeah mm-hmm. um,
1: a lot of uh subtext in this movie. Yes. And and it, it but but subtext that is about the story. Uh should of have like
0: made the a, I think uh Chris Rock should have made a Bronco Henry joke instead. Of sure. So, you kinda know, tied that in somehow. Uh
1: maybe it was on the script and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was like, Who's Bronco Henry. <laughs> no, I mean that was his next line. he yeah. so he's gonna move <laughs> on from Cheetah to Bronco Henry. Uh
0: are any movies like are we uh my number, okay. Uh, like, are, are our top four the same in a different order?
1: I uh, yeah. So yeah, we've talked about yeah.
0: You're you're in some yep.
1: order. You're so six. yeah, my top okay. four were this in a in ascending order: Dune, Drive My Car, Licorice Pizza, West Side Story. Okay, yeah. In terms of how I how I personally enjoy them, I did think Power of the Dog was going to win, um, but those were those were my top four. Yes. Yeah, this wasn't what I think was going to win. I very, yeah. definitely knew that either
0: Coda or Power of the Dog. Oh The yeah. Oscars, yeah, because yeah, you know the odds um my number four is also dune yeah uh which really i think dune is my fourth favorite movie you i have really not think, read the book right no okay no spoilers yep, i no. really think i've somehow still spoiler free <sighs> oh with like years to go before that movie comes out um i really think dune should have won best picture
1: yeah it's like, i kind of thought it was gonna win like because oh, it kept I winning thought it was everything win. else I, uh, that's I, was, I was thinking well i thought it would be an upset win in that sense
0: yeah um but like Dune, it's incredibly made like blockbuster yeah with like real practical things in it yeah. like uh, there's the cgi in dune is like tries to be as underplayed as possible mm-hmm. um an incredible like just an incredibly crafted film that was like super fun and entertaining and like actually like a a while still being serious it was clearly a movie made for adults which i appreciated um and just the sense that like there wasn't any cuteness in dune yeah uh, and there wasn't any, like, meta, like, hey, we know we're in a sci-fi film, so we got to make a joke about, like, oh, we got to go to space. Like, yeah. okay, like, wink. Um, like, it just sort of took itself seriously. Yeah. Which I really enjoyed and appreciated. Um, I Like, I've never the book, but I had an absolute blast. And, like, it, it made me want to dive deeper into the world. Yeah. Uh, which does not happen very often, uh, even though we are inundated with things that are trying to get you to want to dive deep, yeah. in, like deeper into the lore.
1: Um, well, and it's an interesting, like clearly it's set up to be a franchise, but it, you can't franchise the, like, it. Like it, it, they are books that the first one is difficult, and then they just get more and more difficult. Mm-hmm. And it, they are, they are sci-fi books that are not that use the sci-fi to tell. They're more interested in religion and philosophy and sociology. And yeah. and gender dynamics like that mm-hmm. that they get more sexual as the books get on, but sexual in terms of gender power. Uh, sex has power, and especially like women. Like I'm in the sixth book. There are six books that were written by Frank Herbert before he died, um, and I can't I can't get <laughs> through them. Uh, it's just they're very very heady books yeah and uh let and- me tell you folks out there
0: listening i mean just it's i know you've been in this for a while uh thank you for listening mm-hmm. the, your reward was tyler domsky just said something was too heady for him to <laughs> enjoy i don't know how heady that book is but oh my boy here's i cannot a, imagine here's that a, something here's was too heady for, for tyler the, domsky a
1: spoiler for the dune series is that the fourth book of the of the series jumps ten thousand years yes. into the future <laughs> Uh, and yet, a lot of the characters they're still the same, which is crazy. Uh, the Bronco Henry survives. Bronco Henry is a significant; he's the main character of the last three books. That's great. Um, the 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 what I does what, Bronco Henry enter the Speed Force? He does enter the Speed Force. That's how he jumps ten thousand. There years you the go. Years. I mean, yeah. It's, I didn't. I wasn't going to reveal that, but uh, the the one thing that I was impressed with, with with the having read the books is that the first book, especially, which is the most accessible, and I think you, everybody should read it. It's great. Um, it is a challenging book in that it spends the first half of the movie with nothing happening and it's just telling. it's setting stuff up it's setting the table and then suddenly everything happens and then the rest of the the book is like oh geez like stuff keeps happening Mm -hmm. the movie that we saw is the first half of the book so effectively like I think if you saw the movie you're like wow nothing happens like yeah like it's basically the fact that he was able to tell a cohesive movie that felt somewhat complete that is setting up the second movie mm-hmm. um it is really impressive and the fact that it was not advertised as part 1 like that many people saw the movie and it wasn't until they got in the, we're sitting in the theater and it says part 1 at the very beginning like what um that it's going to end with a conclusion to the movie but not to the story i thought was was pretty well done i i, I felt very lord of the rings yes. like uh two yeah. towersy like uh
0: Oh, like Return of the King's coming. Like, okay.
1: Well, and even when they said they were going to do it in two films, I was like, I don't know how you split this book in half. And they did it really well. But really, the second movie is just if you felt like, if you saw Dune and you're like, nothing happens, the second movie, everything happens. Um, If if hopefully, I think they said they are going to make it, Mm -hmm. uh, but it was up in the air there for a little bit. Yeah, no, they are. And they're making a Benny Jesuit. Jesuit
0: series on hbo Max. that was
1: announced pre-pandemic though so i wasn't sure if they were still gonna I do think that they yeah.
0: had, still moving forward i mean that's one of our other strategy right now is in hbo max is like we're doing just or suicide squad and we're doing peace baker yeah. and we're gonna do Jesuit
1: my uh only real criticism of it was that the the lady jessica character who's played by what's her name i like that actress uh she's from mission impossible yeah and um, she was in um dr sleep which is great in that movie uh anyway, she's okay, Rebecca okay. Ferguson. Yep. She's wonderful. Uh but she's a, like, she plays it more emotional than in the book and it almost seems like she is for someone who is supposed to be in control of their emotions that like that was an interesting choice. Sure.
0: My argument uh would just be like as someone who's not read the book, I needed like she needed to show emotion to, because Timmy was not really showing much emotion. No. Which seems in line with the character. Yeah. Uh apparently and so someone has to, like, yeah. hold my emotion. Yeah, yeah, uh, fair. Which she did really well, I thought. She really did. I think the other thing about seeing Dune, um, it was really helpful for me to go in knowing, A, it was part one, and it was going to end fairly abruptly. Yeah. It was good. To, I knew that Just ahead a of time. Just a little taste
1: of Zendaya. Yeah. Yeah, I also... that the Zendaya thing is was main character in the second half. Uh,
0: she was, like, the second most prominent person in the marketing
1: for the film mm-hmm.
0: because she's, like, one of the most famous people in the world right and now. And she's
1: in it about as much as,
0: like... Uh, like all uh, the people that die. <laughs> well,
1: She's in it about as much as uh, what's his. Uh, Anthony
0: Hopkins is in the silence of the lambs. Sure. Sure. Judy Dench is in uh, Shakespeare and love.
1: I was going to say Richard Dreyfus is in stand by me. Like she's in it yeah, that yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: she's not in the movie very much. Uh, and that was good ahead of time. Cause I would have been like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, she's some- at the
1: beginning be like, you're watching the movie called Dune. And then she yeah. shows up at the end. I like, Hey, I'm the person from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh,
0: and also going with a book reader who was able to tell me right because I watched it, it was like I love Timothy Chalamet. I mean, yeah. I just have a real affection for. Of course him. And, you do. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I was going to be thrilled with whatever he did, basically. Uh, but hearing from like book reader uh, and people who weren't as attached to Timmy as I am to be like, no, that was the
1: correct interpretation of the it, character. It was, I was like, perfect, okay, Good to know he played it perfect. Who knew? Everybody in this movie played every role perfectly. I thought lady jessica was a little too emotional but she she is in more uh, also she she does grow the second movie she is a very powerful character Sick. and so i'm remembering this powerful character that i think i underplayed how fraught she is in the first one emotionally yeah. uh, or uh in the first half of the book because the book is one story and so you see she ends very right. powerfully and yeah. so i think of her powerful and i was like they they less, but i think yeah uh chalamet uh, I think it's worth commenting on. Shows up in the most pretentious outfit I've ever seen at the Oscars. Uh, just wearing no shirt, he it. He was perfect. Amazing. Like Chalamet is so pretentious that he circles back around to unpretentious. Like I think that he has a, a level of self awareness that only he can get away with. It's like him and Prince could do that kind of thing. It's just wow. like I'm going to be a sexy man. <laughs> and you're just going to deal with it. And uh, and and I and I feel comfortable and modest in my overt sexual. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Timmy, what a run for my boy! Yeah. Just got compared favorably to, to Prince. Prince. Yeah,
1: that yeah. they're, they're both both simi- no higher praise. Similar size, they're wow. both small. Like that's amazing. Tiny men who are just beautiful, objectively. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's great in this. I love, I love him <laughs> a main man. Oscar Isaac coming out to shine with oh, his yeah. beard. Uh, first, first time the the incredible. Oscar Isaac beards have been so prominently uh, presented since Ex Machina. Love it.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, so I had, I had a great time with Dune. I'm excited for the next one. Uh, yeah. And like just also just to say, I mean, Dune I think was the only movie that every person I know has seen that was nominated. I think oh, more nice. people had even seen Dune than West Side Story. Yeah. Uh, and so just like in terms of mass audience reached while maintaining a high, high quality, I'm like... yeah. Dune, like, give Dune Best Picture. Yeah. Uh, that would have been my vote, even though I like three movies more than Dune.
1: Well, and especially in the midst of Many this movies. year that we had, like, I understand the the frustration that, that Denny Villeneuve had with uh, the release. Of, like, it's a movie that's made yes. for the theater, and the fact that it was released the same day on HBO Max was very frustrating, but it also more people saw Worse, it because of a, that. Yeah. Absolutely. Everybody saw it, and we all have... Basically, TVs that are good enough that, that people saw it kind of the way that it was supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I will uh,
0: the die theater is on much Movie better. Theater yeah. Hill. But, yeah. like, also at this point, I'm just like, you yeah. know what? Like, Licorice Pizza still is not in a streamer. I'm just like, get these movies. And like, you yeah. know what? Like, uh, it's fine. Like, yeah. these people are not going to see it or they're going to watch it on their TV. Yeah. And I'm still fighting the good fight with, like, ten people in my
1: life that I'm going to keep yeah. on for trying to force to go to movie theaters yeah. to see movies with me. I saw Dune at the premiere in the theater. It was the first movie I'd seen since uh, it, uh Tenet. Tenet we saw. <laughs> it very dangerously. <laughs> like the height of the pandemic we went and saw Tenet. Yeah, we did. Uh I felt terrible about it. I didn't tell anybody I saw it because I felt very guilty. Uh but it was it And it was, really was not good enough to be worth it. It was I think that was I the, had I had really enjoyed it though. I, I, really I enjoyed, enjoyed it too. Tenet. I think that was the best way to see it. I think it would have been more confusing to see it, it on a TV, even with, with subtitles. subtitles. Yeah. yeah. It was I I have not watched it since then. Really? Yeah. Oh, and I, I want. Think that's I want pretty good. good. I like. I really enjoyed it. It's but your it's a boy mess. Kenneth Branagh, Oscar yeah. winner. Oh boy, he is. He is hard to watch in that movie because he is Boris and the He's hamming it up. Yeah, he is. But I love. I love my main man Cedric Derry coming to play, playing James Bond in that movie. He is wonderful. Um, the uh, yeah. So did you see the Batman? I haven't yet. I've heard it's great. Robert Pattinson. I heard so it's great. Yeah. I heard it's great. Yeah. I really want to see it. Um, also, three hours long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the. What I would say about Dune um, is that I think uh, kind of my frustration with Nightmare Alley is the inverse is true in this. Everybody is great. Everybody is perfectly cast, and everything and the direction is great. Everything works. As you could not make a better Dune movie than this. Mm-hmm. You could not cast it better. You could not film it better. I love practical effects. I love when when visual effects are working as hard as they can to be unnoticed, yeah. which is my problem with the, the Star Wars prequels and a lot of these big whereas like the look Marvel at what movies. we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Marvel. Like, like, can you believe that this isn't real? It's like, of course I can believe it. Like yeah. it's it's like a magician who is desperate to let you know how they did it. And uh, this is a movie, much like the, the Lord of the Rings movies, not the Hobbit movies. Uh, Hobbit <laughs> movies are the, uh, the opposite. But, yes. Um, where they're desperately trying to make you forget that you're watching make-believe. And, and making a real-world thing without being pretentious about it. That it still is a sci-fi movie, but it's a sci-fi movie where... And it's kind of hard because you have to trust the audience. Because they are talking about things. They're using language as though they live in that world rather than... Uh, trying to annotate it for you. They're not yes. like, like... Like the Matrix does... Every Everything that Keanu Reeves does is for the sake of the audience because it's like EMT. Like He, he just has... Yeah. Say the phrase with a question mark and then give people the opportunity to give exposition. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is the exposition is so deeply folded into just actual language just of what's this that you yeah. have to pay attention. It, it's great. it is a movie that I trusts that you are smart enough and I, interested enough to keep up with it. You can't passively watch this movie. Well, just trust the audience. Like yeah. if it's
0: not for them, if yep. they don't care, they'll leave. Like, but the people who care. Yeah. that's And what it deserve.
1: doesn't mean, and, and again, I mean, we said this about, about a couple of the movies. If you didn't like this movie, that doesn't mean that you, there's anything wrong with you. It's not, it's not like you're not smart enough to like this, but like, this oh, it's, the- it's very clearly made for specific types of people. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know. Yeah. And the fact that it it's had real, such it's a real m- bro movie. Well, and I I watched it, but like a, a, a heady bro movie like that yeah. <laughs> even worse yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is an intellectual movie about men <laughs> that's, that's just the worst yeah. thing that uh like a lot of people yeah really and people. and the power dynamics of women really come into it and that's what the benny jeshire thing is about sure. that, that's gonna like there is a it, as a series it's re- really gets into gender dynamics and, and there's really it becomes the main movers of the of the series towards the end are women and the way in which they get agency in a patriarchal universe Um, and and it becomes incredibly compelling for that Dune sets the groundwork for that but it's not really about that Um, and uh, it I, I think that yeah, it's not for everybody. I was really surprised because when I saw it, I was like, that's exactly what the movie what the book is, and the book is not accessible. Yeah. Uh and the movie therefore ma- to make a good version of Dune, you are making a movie that you know is inaccessible to a huge part of the a- audience and it still found its audience. And I was I was really happy with that. Yeah. Okay, so what number are we at? We're Where? on
0: my third. Okay. Uh which is your number one. My third is West Side story.
1: <gasps> oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh what would you think?
0: I love West Side Story. Uh, I mean, West Side Story might be one of my favorite musicals of all time. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I've seen the original, you know, which won Best Picture at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. One of, 61? That sounds right. Yeah. That sounds right to me. Uh,
1: Directed by the original. Uh, is I it Robert? Uh, Robert uh, the guy who did... Uh, I think it's the guy who did the Star Trek the motion picture. Um, it's all you, my uh, guy. Uh, uh, yeah, you keep talking; I'll figure it out.
0: This West Side Story was directed by Steven Spielberg.
1: Have oh, you ever heard of him? Director of Jaws? Yeah. I watched. I think I, I told you this. I watched Jaws accidentally the day before I watched the night before I watched West Side Story, and it was a delight to see that Steven Spielberg was the director of this, not yeah. the not the director of uh, Ready, Ready, Ready Player, Player One. One. <laughs> yep.
0: Warhorse. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, we got good old-fashioned steven spielberg just real um, incredible stuff Mm. uh it's one of the robert
1: wise i think that's it i I think think that's right yeah he he's the editor of citizen kane and then he also directed star trek the motion picture i'll confirm it keep talking uh but i i had a great
0: time watching this Side story uh the it it's incredible how well directed it is i mean that's really the the my main the the going in, I was just like, why do we need a West Side Story in twenty twenty one? Why do we, um, why does Steven Spielberg need to do this? Like, it just sort of was an interesting like, wasn't really quite sure. I'm like, will this even be good? And you go in, you're just like, oh, Leonard Bernstein's music, Bernstein, Bernstein. I've been corrected on that. Okay, Leonard, There you go, Leonard Bernstein's music, and um, Stephen Sondheim's lyrics. Just like it's unbeatable like uh with uh spielberg and Kushner coming in and updating or not really updating it but just like
1: tony kushner who wrote angels in america uh uh-huh. and he did i think he did warhorse okay he with... did
0: didn't tony kushner do born too no no the born identity who did the born identity
1: that was uh who cares
0: this will be edited. Yeah. Say that. <laughs> yeah, that's the editing
1: uh don't want to <laughs> yeah um it's it's
0: great. I mean, I, you know, some of the updates uh, are interesting We can talk about uh, maybe where they don't work, I think. But
1: I, well, I would say, I mean, as, as,
0: it was just one of the pure joyous experiences yeah. I've had
1: in the movie theaters in a long time. I rewatched. I mean, um, so, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, Christine saw this in, in the theater. And who told me about it, and I wasn't able to go because it was like Christmas Day I or something. I saw the like theater twice. Yeah. And I, I missed out, so I, uh, in solidarity, watched the 61 version again. And I was surprised at how good the 61 version is. Like, I, I thought there Weird was a take.
0: 61 it's the, one of the greatest films of all time. I mean,
1: like, I knew it was a great <laughs> musical, but I had forgotten how good a film it was. Mm-hmm. Like, I had forgotten that it actually was really well directed. I thought it was Absolutely. a lot more static. I thought it was just, like, the way that, that musicals were at the time, yeah. where you just kind of set up the camera and let the, let the, let the musical play out. Like, um, like you don't think of Singing in the Rain as like a well directed movie necessarily. I mean, Singing in it, the Rain, it's be- it it's is. a perfect movie. Yeah, <laughs> but you don't think of like camera movements. Basically, yeah. there's a lot of angles and sure. movements that I had forgotten about in that movie. It's a, it's an actively directed movie. Mm-hmm. Um, when I saw this, as much as I love the '61 version, I felt like I never need to watch that one again. When I want to watch, when I want my my Jones for West Side Story, I will watch this version. This is a great, movie. crazy, yeah. yeah. And it it is, the cinematography is amazing. It really feels like they went back to 1961 and directed this, like, using all of the, it feels like 1961 New York, the the special effects are incredible in that you forget about them. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't realize that that New York doesn't look like that anymore, but it really feels like they're on the street in New York. They get a little bit of, like, technicolor sheen to it without being too on the nose. Like, it doesn't. Mm It feels like a really well-restored movie from 1961 rather than a movie that has this artificial like, Instagram filter over it, which a lot yes. of times is the case with, with movies that have been tinted back. Um, like, like The Aviator does in, in a very good way. Like The Aviator, the, the Martin Scorsese movie, there are certain ima- yep. like the cinematography changes throughout, and, and it feels very washed out and on purpose in really kind of ways that, that make sense because it only happens like every, for like every 20 minutes. It has a different feel to it. This movie feels very real and authentic, but also very nineteen fifties New York.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's I, I. mean, I loved it. Um, like, I just like I don't know if there's anything better than America and yeah. like and the song or the, the dance. <laughs> Definitely the song.
1: <laughs> uh, and Ariana DeBose, just a a, a pure delight in yeah. every sense, and just perfect. The, the fact that she yeah. won, it was like, of course. And I was like, that was a great way to start the, the ceremony because it's right away. And mm-hmm. it's like, good. That was like the one thing I was worried that they were not going to give her the Oscar. Like everybody else, like I, I have feelings about, but that was the only one where I was like, this has to be Ariana DeBose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked uh, Jesse
0: Buckley, but uh, Ariana great. DeBose winning was uh, an incredible moment mm-hmm. um, for an incredible performance. I mean, yeah, she's just so magnetic. I mean, really, I was really surprised at how uh, how well Ansel Elgort uh, could sing. Yeah. And me I mean, too. I wish it was someone else in that role, but sure. uh, he surprised me in not being the worst thing I've ever seen. No. Well, um, and, and
1: Tony is such a stupid character. Like, it's, yeah. in the play, it's the least interesting character. Yeah. Uh, and I think An- Ansel Elgort, and the changes they made to that character made it a more compelling character.
0: Oh, I totally disagree. Oh, yeah, yeah? Well, so the changes, so especially after watching the 1961 version, like, the The changes that they made to this newer version are at giving Tony a backstory where he uh, went to jail for almost beating someone up, like almost killing someone, yeah. Yeah. and then comes back. And then so the narrative is more like, you know, he's like, hey, I'm not trying to fight anyone like I did that. Yeah. I'm a changed man. Yeah. And then the way that also because of the way the newer one was shot. Um, like the fighting the fighting scenes are a little more realistic or just a little so the 1961 version the fights are all very choreographed like it's a dancing fight (laughs) and so it all seems a little more balletic and like when uh, Bernardo dies like when he kills like the the 1961 version yes I am sorry I spoiled a 70 year old uh, (laughs) play or whatever Um, it feels very balletic and like accidental And also in the 961 version, he doesn't have that name of that backstory. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of like, I'm not trying to be in a gang, mm-hmm. and his but I love you as a friend uh, riff, and so I gotta be here and like help you out, and the, I legitimately accidentally knife someone, yeah, which I obviously is ridiculous, yeah. but it's a musical, and so it feels like that, yeah, and so it's a little better like uh, that. Maria immediately wants to. Still love him and sleep with him, yeah, it's very twenty theatrical. minutes yeah. after he killed her brother, yeah, where in this one, because it's you're aware of the whole time that he almost killed someone already and he's trying to get out of the gang life, even though he like has been violent, mm-hmm. it just gives it a little more of an... plus the 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 actual murder uh and fighting like feels a little more realistic like yeah. he has more uh like will in in killing uh, makes uh, it makes it feel the uh, like sort of abusive nature and weirdness of Maria going back to Tony makes it, it, it's more prevalent.
1: Yes. I think that makes it a better story to me. I Well, I think it makes
0: it as, why did we need this story in 2021?
1: Maybe, maybe. I mean, yeah. I I mean, mean, I also just like,
0: I went with friends like, and who also had, had, had never seen it.
1: And didn't know it was Romeo and Juliet, right? Didn't? And didn't yeah. know
0: it was Romeo and Juliet. And so they were just like, that was promoting abuse. I don't understand why yeah. we needed this. And I was like, oh, oh, I think it might be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, why did I ever think about that? And then I went and watched the 1961 version. I was like, because it's not a thing into a, in 1961. Yeah. Like his character like had none of that stuff uh, and really does gen- genuinely feel like a pacifist. And especially Ansel Elgort in this one
1: just did not. I mean, maybe if the, I think that the, the 1961 version, the, I don't even know the actor's name, but he is so boring and so paper thin and yes, it's very much a musical. And so it's like, we don't even need to worry about this. Like it's, it's, it's almost like, well, I mean, that's the thing about West Story in both versions and most musicals that the song, if the songs are good enough, it doesn't really matter what else is going on. And so I think I did like that. It's like, let's, if this stuff really happened. It means that there are implications for all these characters that we're just not addressing in, in, the, in the musical version and in the 1961 version. And we kind of, if we're at least going to address them, we're not going to comment on them. And so that makes it a little more difficult. I don't want to say problematic, but it, it makes it more difficult because you have yeah. to deal with the realities of what's going on in the story. If this is happening, then this is what these characters are choosing to do, or at least choosing to ignore in order to do the things that they're doing. I like that better because I do not care about Tony at all. Um, he is still the perhaps the least compelling person in this movie. Oh, absolutely. Um, and yet, they made him a little compelling. I at least understood why he was doing it, other than being a dumb idiot who has a ridiculous... Like, he's dubbed over. Like, why get that actor who's a bad actor and then dub over his voice? Like, you can put the guy... Anyway. Um, and so, Elgort, his singing was great. Uh, yeah. I mean, very very sure. good. Uh, better than it's... Uh, it was definitely him singing, which is nice. Uh, he was kind of a, I believed that he was a dummy who could kill somebody. Uh, I, believe, I believe that he was that character. Yeah. And I think you could have gotten somebody else who's better than that, but if you get someone else who's better, then that character becomes too charismatic and too much of a focus on a show that's not about him. Um, I think that every other character, including Riff, was fantastic. Riff was so John Mulaney good. was amazing in this Young movie. John Mulaney oh, killed it. He goodness. entered the
0: Speed Force, went back in time, and got to <laughs> perform had, at West had Side a difficult
1: Street. year, but you can kind of see why when That's he spent right. the years on the streets. Isn't yeah, it?
0: <laughs> well, the Speed Force will get you. Uh, but Riff was so
1: good. He's so good. And Bernardo. Bernardo was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved that uh, uh, the guy who is Maria's date at the dance, who... Uh, Chino. Yeah, Chino, Chino is great. Yes. Who just, I mean, like, they give some energy to some characters that are just kind of superfluous and just play roles in the other one uh, that they have. Everybody kind of has an arc in this movie, even the, the smaller characters, even like anybody's, who mm-hmm. I, I think has almost no presence in the 61 in movies. I think it has a lot bigger presence in the... I mean, uh, she's around. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, uh, but kind of just as a, as a thing, as a, as a curio. In that movie uh they do address it in a more direct way i think i haven't seen the full-on theatrical production i think she has a lot more agency in the yeah in the theater yeah yeah um but i still appreciated or he uh I, I appreciated that character and the way in which they brought it to the forefront uh especially for someone who has primarily seen the 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 61 movie. movie yeah where it's almost like again you just it's just a an interesting choice for a character it's not a commentary on anything and it really did become a bit of a commentary yeah for for what it was that was a different story that this movie is trying to tell but it, it gave a little space for it and I as someone who had not been aware of that character and what the what the, was being said by that character I thought that that was I appreciated that
0: i also give space to my friend uh who is Colombian and grew up in New York and she was just really, she said it was very distracting The Well, one, the Spanish dialogue that was added into this movie that I really enjoyed and thought mm-hmm. added like a little authenticity, I yeah. guess, uh, or just uh, I love the choice to
1: not subtitle, yeah. not, not translate the,
0: um, the Spanish. But my friend said that it was such basic dialogue and basic Spanish that it actually felt like uh, almost like demeaning, like that, like oh, you don't yeah. get any interesting like language. It's yeah. all, all the English, like it's all the interesting language. And we're just throwing the Spanish in here to like make people like me uh, feel happy about there being Spanish
1: in, which it did. Yeah. Uh, and, the other th- and she said that. Um, well, and the, the kind of the, sorry, the, the, the choose the, the choice to not translate the Spanish assumes that you can't understand the Spanish. It, 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 it highlights the foreign nature of the Spanish language yeah. to a non-Spanish-speaking audience. And,
0: uh, and then she also said just like... Uh, rachel zegler who was uh incredible uh it was very delightful uh real like she was clearly like an 18 year old theater kid mm-hmm. and like just mm-hmm. great that she was able to be she's a star now mm-hmm. uh, i think that was well deserved but her her accented spanish like it was just clear she was not like puerto, puerto rican and did not have that sort of like dialect yeah uh proper and i think it found it distracting in a similar way maybe that like Benedict Cumberbatch, you yeah. know, like when yep. we can hear that accent or like Boston accents, like just really threw off. And it was a very clear, like, uh, well, that's, that's not like, if you're trying to make this more realistic than the yeah. 1961 version, that is not working. Like this is still clear. she's not Natalie
1: Wood, but we do have access to, right.
0: This. But like, yeah, it, was just, like, it felt like a yeah. clear, like still Steven Spielberg making a movie, uh, for Jimmy, which is just interesting, yeah. uh, criticism from a different person that,
1: um, yeah, it still assumes a white audience. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, it, it's more inclusive, but with the the, the norm being white people Still, are watching. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just one last thing about the direction. As I said, I, I had I had watched directed. Jaws the night before, and I was taken aback by how and by accidentally meaning like we were I was at a friend's house. We were playing the Jaws board game. We we're like, we should watch Jaws while we're playing this. This is the dirtiest thing ever. Uh, but I was surprised by how good Jaws is. Like, you were
0: surprised I, by I how good Jaws is? I had just is?
1: forgotten. I had been watching it. Watching, I, like, I knew it was great, but just like it's so good. Yes. And the direction in it is so uh, like fun and like excited and has just this great energy that it knows exactly how everything's going to fit well together. It's just so perfectly made. Mm-hmm. In a way that I had rewatched E.T. recently, and E.T., is good, but it's not as great as I remember. No, it to be.
0: Jaws is literally one of the greatest. Et's a all little time.
1: sloppy. Et's like yeah, e. good. Et is good, but it, yeah, it's a little sloppy. It's a little like it does it. It, it kind of goes all over the place. And the way that like Close Encounters is also a little bit sloppy. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they feel like young filmmakers who haven't found their voice yet. And then you watch Jaws, and it is so perfect. It's like oh, if you yes. can make Jaws, you yeah. have no excuse for Et and Close Encounters. Sure. And like Raiders is perfect. Like mm-hmm. everything he's making around there is perfect, but. Um, but jaws was so great and had this energy that is like i missed that in spielberg and then to go right to that to spiel to west side, uh, story. To west side story it was that energy was there like this is that same young excited filmmaker who knows where the shots are knows how yes. to put stuff together knows how to get these angles that aren't like kenneth branagh which is like this is a cool shot like which is like yes they're cool shots but they don't fit they don't push the story forward they kind of distract a little bit from the story uh it's like uh like wearing a really fancy watch to like mm-hmm. go play baseball or something like that. Like it's, um, and uh, this, it was another, it much like good special effects. It created a mood, but didn't draw attention to itself. Yeah, it all worked in harmony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I have not seen Spielberg do that since uh, Saving Private Ryan. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's done something. Yeah, I mean, Catch that, Me If
0: You Can, Minority catch Report. Catch
1: Me If You Can, and Minority Report brilliant yeah like, yeah really really catch me if you can especially catch me if you can was a yeah. throwback to like a just a he is having a fun time directing that movie yeah and he has not felt like he's had I really a lot lincoln. of fun lincoln is great lincoln is great yeah. but it, it's got it's a different not, time uh it's yeah, yeah. yeah yeah um the uh yeah so i had hoped that would win primarily because i want hollywood to make that movie every year i want them to make a really good musical and it, it did really poorly to the point where people were writing all these epitaphs about the Hollywood musical is dead yes and uh Though last
0: year had like more musicals than any year in a long time but so. that not that kind of musical like I, I think it. I thought I mean uh, In the Heights was certainly aiming to be
1: sure yeah that's true
0: that's true I know plenty of people who liked In the Heights more than West yeah. Story In the
1: Heights is good I like West Side I'm a little Lind out so is the Oscars apparently Well, no he, no, he, he got today he won best song no Oh, Billy Eilish one. That was my biggest. That was the one where I was really annoyed. Wow. The the yeah, the Billie Eilish song that was not good, uh, beat out Beyonce sure. and yeah. my man Lynn who yeah. doesn't doesn't egot yet again.
0: You don't egot for the he's not doesn't get counted for the best uh, animated
1: film. That no, count. no, he doesn't get he doesn't get a statue for that.
0: Oh, oh Rob asked me this uh, last night. Uh, so Aaron Debose was the bullet. Yeah, in Hamilton. Yep.
1: Does she even egot because she was in the cast for no, all of those? She doesn't get the Grammy for it, okay. or, or, the, uh, the, or the the or the Tony or yeah. the Emmy. Yeah. Okay. He, as the writer of those shows, gets a like. There's a Tony that has his name on it. There is a Grammy that has his name on it. There is an uh, Emmy that he has that has his name on it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, and egot you have to like. So uh, Rita Moreno has an yes. uh, Egot is Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Mm-hmm. So it is it, the, hitting for the cycle of uh of awards and he has like a pulitzer i love that He's you explain got... like a niche like thing
0: by using another niche thing to uh
1: <laughs> hitting, for like, yeah, oh, it's like yeah. hitting for the cycle yeah it's like hitting for the cycle well you know, there are gonna be plenty that.
0: of people that don't know what that is so <laughs> sure
1: okay so west side story i would lo- have loved it had it won but i understand uh why it didn't yeah uh both of our number twos is drive my car mm-hmm. a three hour uh oh no my number that was my number three
0: oh okay yeah that makes yeah. sense yeah yeah sorry uh and then my number two is drive my is drive my car uh which is a three-hour japanese film uh that is based off of a short story it is uh also very much a, uh they are in production of uh uncle vanya played by chekhov um and so it is like a play within a story within
1: yeah. a, I mean, it's a, there's a, it is heady. And the but. production is that he, the, so the main character in it is a theater director slash actor mm-hmm. who puts on productions with an international cast, Primarily of Asian countries, mm-hmm. uh, where the cast themselves are all speaking different their native language. They and they don't even necessarily understand the language of their fellow cast members, but they yes. learn the play in a way, and then the play is produced with a screen behind them that has subtitles. I so like there's one members, character yeah. that's speaking Japanese, another speaking Korean, another speaking Tagalog, which is an indigenous. One language. is signing. One is signing. Mm-hmm. One is speaking Mandarin, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it. it it is a i want to see a production like that like i that that's amazing that, that idea very fascinating. yeah and so that becomes kind of the centerpiece of the center part of the movie yes um and you just are basically watching them put this together and it becomes a really interesting story so the the movie is ultimately about grief and processing grief and guilt and communication yes and the ways in which we communicate not just with our words but with our bodies and mm-hmm. so it is a 3 hour movie that i think It needs to be throughout. This is the one movie that I said I wouldn't change. I wouldn't. It it is slow, but Mm -hmm. it is not boring, Um, and it is. It's like like a novel, like yes. And and a real interesting thing, which I thought it was a a kind of fun choice and like a wink, is that you are 45 minutes into the movie and then the credits start. Oh, (laughs) incredible! An incredible flex. I love. Oh, it was so good. It was like
0: oh. here yeah, we go. and
1: it was uh, so the and this tells you in the premise of the movie, but it, it's 45 minutes before this happens, and which is effectively when the movie starts. Yeah, is that the 45 minutes at the beginning is a preamble, which is his wife dies and he feels guilt for his wife's death, um, and his wife who had recorded for him uh, the dialogue of these plays yeah. that he would listen to while you drive, and he would always drive. He lived far away from the theater, and he used that commute time to listen to the the dialogue and then he would say the lines and that helped him to understand the rhythm of the show which is important for the actors who are putting on this thing because they don't know what the others are saying but they know the rhythm of how the lines go so they can respond as though they actually understand it it's very very interesting and yes. and becomes a point for mm-hmm. what's going on later and as he goes to this place where he is basically being a fellow for like three months at this theater that's going to put on a production of Vanya with this international cast that he helps to cast they require that he has a driver for his car, which I then think he's going to film it. Like that's going to be the centerpiece of the movie. And yes and no, not really, yeah, but okay, kind of maybe eventually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the movie change. Like you think, you know, it feels like a simple movie and it kind of is, but it, it plays out in a very non-Western way, which is very mm-hmm. delightful. Like I love that, like a uh, uh, parasite is also not a short movie, but is exactly as long as it needs to be. It res- this movie resolves in a way that is very uh, satisfying, but also not very Western. Uh, they're very, very like restrained emotions and all of the things that you think are going to, there's a, some tension, but even the tension is kind of light. Yeah. It's, no, I mean, it's a beautiful movie. I can't believe it was nominated for Best Picture.
0: I know it's a, it
1: feels like a miracle. That it was yeah. nominated
0: for Best Picture. And yep. That Like hopefully more people watch it. Yep. Uh, Cause it was truly one
1: of the like best experiences I had watching a movie. It's on HBO Max. It is. Give yourself some time. Like when you're awake, kind of a mid-afternoon movie. Yeah. Or morning. I think Marie, yeah. Marie and Luke watched it in the morning. Yeah. It was real. It like a it's real a, good it's time. It's a real. I, I, I loved this movie, I think. Yeah, me it, too. The more that I get f- removed from it, like I keep thinking about this movie. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. It's very restrained. It, I don't think there's music for the first 45 minutes either. Like, because that's when the the music comes in. And you're like, oh, there's music in this movie. Mm-hmm. And then the credits are rolling. It's like, what? Come on now. What are you doing? Like, yeah i loved it yeah yeah and just these
0: i mean it is it's a beautiful story they're beautiful characters you're very drawn to mm-hmm. the people mm-hmm. um like just images that will last i feel like for a very long time in my mind like the c- conversation he's having with the the star one of the stars of the play yeah uh in the bar and them driving you know the the drives uh back and forth and um, when they finally, uh, when they share the cigarettes
1: uh, through the sunroof, uh, oh yeah, was just that shot unbelievable? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, with perfect. the driver of his car. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so he. Sorry, I, I almost got to explain enough that you need to know, uh, but like, so he has this driver. Oh, yeah. They they give him a driver, and it's a it's a a woman who's a, like a, a student age woman, mm-hmm. uh, like in her twenties. He's in his late forties. Uh, and you think that it's going to, that relationship is going to be the centerpiece of the movie. And again, it is, but it isn't. Um, and their developing relationship does kind of form the conclusion of the movie, but yeah. but not really like that. Well, they both, yeah, I mean, it felt, they both helped each other emotionally yeah. Yeah. process. And process guilt. And they're not really absolved from it. And no. Like I'd, and a Western movie would be like, it's not your fault. And they're like, nope, it's your fault. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah we don't get the Goodwill hunting ending. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like less sad it feels in some ways more real and more cathartic and Absolutely. and the resolution is definitely resolved um there is that big scene kind of in the car with the other actor that is like this is like this is the point of the movie but yeah. it's also like yes. there's still 45 minutes to an hour uh, least, left in yeah, the movie I,
0: I did see this in the theater and it was just just delightful oh, yeah. just really yeah. yeah
1: it is yeah the less distract put your phone away during this one cuz you kind of you have to read it Uh, Lots of pauses. Lots of uh, the more present you can be while watching this, it 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 is worth it. It is a is a slow meal, but it is well served, Uh, and it. I mean, primarily because this is my only other main touchstone for Japanese storytelling is that the Miyazaki movies uh, are very much like this in that it will take. There are they they go. There's a scene where they go to have dinner. at the producer's, the, the producer of the of the play oh, at his house, gosh. it's probably a thirty minute scene is my favorite scene in the movie. You mm-hmm. could take it out, and it, from a storytelling standpoint, it doesn't really reveal a whole lot, but it reveals everything. Yes, like and it, it is very similar to in Miyazaki movies. I always talk about. I've, I've talked about many times. One of my favorite movies uh, by Miyazaki is uh, who's a Japanese animation uh, guy. Uh, there's a movie called House Moving Castle, and there's there's literally a twenty minute scene where they just clean the house, and I love it. Uh, it's so satisfying in this movie where they, they're talking about kind of how they made the food and like what this is and they have a dog and like how, how they met. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it it is essential to the movie and non-essential at the same time. Like it, yep. it is not essential from like, I I won't tell you it in the synopsis. You don't need to know it. But it, it, it helps the whole larger idea of communication and communicating with people who have a different way of communicating that we don't. We're separated by language. Uh, and that language could be because we speak different languages or just because we're not saying what we feel. Yes. And Hmm. the, the, that not saying what you need to say, you don't have to speak a different language to have that barrier. And the problems that create the larger conflict of this is a lack of communication and, and not having the conversations that you need to have because you're going through the, the motions basically physically not to tell you what the movie is about but does effectively what the movie is about but yeah. also
0: there's no spoiling like no. a three-hour like treatise on yeah communication and, yeah. and emotion like i don't, oh. I mean i loved this movie yeah i mean i, loved this I, movie. I really did too it was like it gen- best, one of the best top worn. five movies of, of the year you know, yeah. for me it, it was and most uh
1: people i know who have seen it just were like wow I was deeply moved i'm yeah. deeply moved it's a yeah. moving it's yeah. a moving you feel it in the and and you kind of there's catharsis in it, so it, it's not a feel good movie, but you feel better at the end of the movie. Yeah, you feel that re- that sense of re- a release of emotion. Yeah, it's a worthwhile journey. Yeah, taking this movie, it's on HBO Max as of this recording. You yeah, should, you oh yeah. take some time, watch it. Uh, it's great.
0: My number one movie of the year, uh, both it is my favorite movie. My, that number, was my number two re- released all year, and my favorite <laughs> movie of the ten that happened to be nominated for Best Picture is uh, a movie that felt like it was uh, incepted from my brain uh, onto the screen. It is one of the all-time most Jimmy movies. It is Paul
1: Thomas Anderson's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
0: <laughs> uh, also one of my favorite movies in the last three years. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This is Paul Thomas Anderson's Licorice
1: Pizza. Uh, the, which wins the award for most esoteric title of a, of a movie released this year. The runner-up is Power of the Dog. Uh, Power of the Dog does say Power of the Dog at the very end of the movie, and it tells you why that's in there, because it's in the Bible. Uh, licorice Pizza never says licorice, licorice Pizza, which is the name of a store in L.A., a record store. Um, uh, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So from it's the a, 70s. It's, it's a yeah. slang term for a record, Licorice Pizza. It's a black circle. Yeah. yeah. It has uh, nothing to do with the movie. It's just a, a cute little phrase from L.A. in the 70s. And it does
0: have everything to do with the movie, because the movie is a cute little uh, yeah. phrase from the 70s. Yeah, but,
1: but it's not about, I don't think you see a record in the whole movie. Probably not. Yeah.
0: No. Though music's a big part of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, Originally,
1: the title was Soggy Bottom.
0: <laughs> yes, which is in the movie. It is a terrible the, title for movie. Terrible title. Well, that was their like uh, I think filming title. Yeah. You know. Yep. Uh, but that is the name of the waterbed uh, store that. Either he goes yeah. to or, or or they they
1: they jokingly want to name. Yeah, uh, and I did not think this movie. I I uh, appreciate Paul Thomas Anderson. I think I've gone on record. If you to listen to the podcast, I I was very angry with Magnolia, which is one of your favorite movies. I think. No, Paul, I mean it's like
0: Paul Thomas Anderson is one of my favorite directors, if not my favorite director. Yeah.
1: He uh, has come. I, I feel like he. If Jimmy the, is
0: talking about movies, he's going to come up. Yeah.
1: And in the past, I've had a problem with Paul Thomas Anderson because I think he thinks he's a better director than he is. Or at least he did think he's better. And he made a lot of movies that felt pretentious to me because they were like, this is about something important, but I don't, I'm not going to tell you what it is. And I think that it was, it, he was a good, he would make a good box. He was like J.J. Abrams. He would make a good That's setup. Not true <laughs> And at then all. not answer the questions because he didn't know how to answer them. Um, but I think he has be, he has gotten much better at that, and he's a much better filmmaker now than he is. And I, what I I was not I thought this was he he makes movies that are real big, in terms of like dealing with a lot of complicated things. Mm-hmm. This was the most uncomplicated movie. I was not expecting this. It was very fun. It feels like Adventureland. It feels like it's very light. It is. It's not even like a coming of age movie because it's just like a slice of life. Like this is what it was like growing up in that thing in the valley yeah in la and seventies, in, in a once upon a time in hollywood where that, i think that movie gets a little too big for what it, and it's a little too tarantino like this yeah. is very sweet and very recreates i feel like i know what that was like Absolutely. and it is just a like bunch of episodes like it is yeah uh it doesn't have really a through line other than you watch how these characters come to appreciate each other and yeah. to express their appreciation and, and the ending, I think, is very well earned. I, I, I am one who has gone on record with, uh, I didn't, I still haven't watched or seen um, Call Me By Your Name because I have a problem with the power dynamic of the age difference there because of their age. This is, this is a movie of a 15-year-old boy and a 25-year-old woman, uh, and, and it's almost a romance, and there's definitely a desire for romance, at least on one side of it. Uh, and the payoff to me in this felt not to spoil anything, but it felt a lot more like Lost in Translation, where it does also have an age gap, and I think respects the relationship and the age gap and gives you something that, that's appropriate. I think this also does that, okay. and and it was wonderful. Bradley Cooper in this movie is. The best Bradley Cooper performance I've ever seen. I loved it so much. He plays John Peters, who is a terrible person and a real-life person. Yes. (laughs) And it is hilarious and wonderful. That is my favorite part of that. That, like, 20-minute episode of the movie is Yeah, well, then when they do the the driving back. uh, It's so great. It's so great. I loved that part of the movie. It it was a delight. I was smiling. Uh, Also, uh, Cooper uh, Hoffman... Is Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. He he is so reminiscent of the the delightful, like sweet parts of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes. That I found myself just smiling uh, when he was just doing anything on oh, stage. Yeah. He was so great. And like this is his first performance, right? It, is, is, it is both stars, first yeah. ever acting performance. He was great. Yeah. Like Alana Alana Haim Heim uh, what did in the first in the in her opening scene. It felt like, oh, they must have filmed this in order because it felt like she was a little uncomfortable there. Actually, Uh, the first
0: scene they filmed was her in the truck with Bradley
1: Cooper. She was great. She was great throughout, and Uh, I. Alana Heim is a star. Yeah, and her family, like it's basically Heim the movie because she's from the band Heim, which she's in with her two sisters. Her two sisters are also in the movie. They all have the actual name, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like their actual name, so they're basically. Danielle. Her parents are in it, and (laughs) and they play her parents, and so it's basically (laughs) if if. if the flash had had broken through the speed what is it the, the speed force baby the speed force what is it it's
0: and, the the number one favorite in the entire world of all fans of movies this everywhere this is the theology of the speed force sheer this this moment
1: so if they had if if the, the flash had taken the speed had reached the speed force and traveled back in time and taken the whole heim family back to the 1970s la um this is a movie about them playing themselves yeah. in this well, story. Well,
0: that, that anecdote, the, the scene where uh, she brings the kid from Booksmart <laughs> to the, to their dinner, family dinner. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And like, uh, you know, he's like, I'm not Jewish. Uh, it's like a Passover meal or a, a Hanukkah yeah. meal. Uh, yeah. And the, you know, the dad freaks out, they freak out. Like that actually happened. Like Daniel I think Danielle brought, uh, yeah. said she brought Hanukkah.
1: Well, like and when guy, she yeah. says, I have I no Krav McGraw because my, my father <laughs> worked for the Israeli military. That's also true. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's not really karate. It's how to kill someone with a pen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was. It's a very good movie. It's very fun. It doesn't. I mean, it kind of. It's just a story about life and how mm-hmm. how nice life is and how complicated. There's some interesting tension. There's a wonderful scene with uh, uh, the softy brother. Yeah uh yeah Josh Safdie yeah and and him and like when they go to when he takes her to dinner Mm -hmm. um he plays and it's who cares it it doesn't really matter he plays a a politician that she's working for and it really does kind of amble but it ambles with it doesn't feel like it's a pointless movie um it feels like it it's just telling these stories and it's like does this happen over a year does this happen over a summer does it like yeah who cares right um it's also, it's, it's, I really, really, really enjoyed this movie. It did not, if you, if you had shown me this movie and said who directed this, uh, apart from the fact that he's directed everything that Haim has done in the last three years, I would <laughs> and wouldn't. Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, but even then, and I would, Maya Rudolph is in it, and his kid for like Maya, Rudolph a second, being in it, Maya, Maya Rudolph being in it, I would have, um, who is
0: Paul Thomas Anderson's partner, yeah,
1: was that Leonardo DiCaprio's dad? Yes, it was. <laughs> Yes, it was. <laughs> there's so many people. Yeah. It's just a really fun movie. It's yeah. a re- I all four, enjoy four of their movie. kids are in it. Uh, it felt very 70s in that. There's a lot of movies in the 70s that kind of amble along and don't really have a point. But they, the point is that it's just like you're experiencing people living their lives and coming to terms with yes. what their relationships are. It's a very 70s movie in that sense. Absolutely. It's, I mean, the long goodbye kind of felt like this, and that oh, the yeah. long goodbye is it's like very a... Old yep.
0: the,
1: yeah, oh yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson loves Robert Altman, and this yes. felt very Robert Altman. Uh, a lot of lens flares, which I was not used to for PTA. Um,
0: yeah, I felt the the camera. I was like, this felt like the best directed movie of the year to me. Uh, okay. I mean, it just like they're in the same way in the West Side Story, where I did not even realize in West Side Story that, like, say the 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 winner that went viral from West Side yep. Story of the the dance scene, yep. uh, where you're like, oh wait, that was all one. Yeah, that, that That's was pretty practically impressive. That's done. Very impressive. One like the sharks come in and yep. we see and they go through and, and then blah, blah. anybody's comes in yeah yeah uh and the same way i feel like multiple times watching Laker's pizza where i'd be like oh wait like oh like the the thing that you didn't like about young pta which was feeling the need to show off a yeah. lot. Like he still had that skill, but used it much more in fluid with the rest of the thing. I think it all worked perfectly together where I would be like, oh, wait, I think, oh, am I missing? Oh, wait. Oh, wow. Oh, that was great. Like, oh, that was an amazing moment. Like, oh, how did they just do that? Yeah. Um,
1: And then Sean Penn's in it for some reason. Tom Waits. Well, that's the thing. I mean, every...
0: Like they, well, PTA is a great interview where he's like, yeah, I've wanted to work with Sean Penn for a while but i really am hap- i really wanted him to be in a comedy because Sean Penn takes everything so seriously, yeah. and that's really funny. Yeah, it is very funny. Uh, and it's like clear in this again, where it's just like, yeah, like be a Siri, like, you know.
1: PTA is an interesting guy because he made that Adam Sandler movie, and he's like, I... Yeah, I, Punch Love. And you realize that he thought like his favorite movie was like Billy Madison. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, where he seems really pretentious, but then he's just this guy. Who's no. Just like, and he, he's married he's to like Maya com- Rudolph, or I mean, he's, he's with Maya Rudolph. Yes, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, like he does high music videos, just like all the time. Uh, for low budget. I mean, he said this year, he's like, yeah, I loved Venom too. They're like, oh, you'd like any of the movies? He's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, he's real. He's like a normie. He's a, he's a weird guy. Uh, I mean, he's trying hard also, probably, to like portray himself as a normie, but I think he, I mean, he grew up in the valley and like in grimy, like the grimiest part of LA. Like, yeah. that's why he has an obsession with like in like making movies like Boogie Nights or yeah. making, You know, like this um, felt
1: the most like Boogie Nights. Oh,
0: absolutely, it did.
1: But without, it was a pure kind of. There was some darkness in that, but it, I kept being afraid it was going to go dark, Me especially too. like oh, when yeah. that guy shows up who's just standing outside of the, mm-hmm. the G- like a taxi, taxi driver. driver yes, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, yeah, she's working. Or I thought the... Bradley Cooper would come back and be yeah. upset at them, especially because there's a shot in the trailer that where he's it smashing cars that right. never happens. Yes, um, and uh, yeah, Bradley Cooper plays this unhinged movie <laughs> producer who is a real guy and re- and he's the producer of Wild Wild West to bring it back to there you go. Um and the the whole like how cool he thinks he is always yeah. oh, Well so that's funny. Great. So
0: PTA went to John Peters yeah. the, in real life and said, like, hey, I, like I want you the, I'm gonna put a part in this movie, it's gonna be a little hinge, like, wanna know if this is okay, like and John Peters said, Yeah. And originally the scene or there was a scene that ended with him like just screaming at them. Yeah. And John Peters was like, Oh, like, what's the girl like? What's the like <laughs> Like is she like is she beautiful and Peter's like sure yeah like and he's like then I wouldn't yell at them I would just try to hit on her yeah and was like oh that's good yeah oh man <laughs> John Peter's like still it's just like no 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 like yeah. if you want to is sure that like like go- your girlfriend he comes How old off is she <laughs> yeah he comes I mean he's like that's also I mean sort of I mean as as in as there is a point like I think the I mean it's the movie is a coming of age movie sure but in the sense that the, that Cooper Hoffman is like making lots of businesses and is coming off as like mm-hmm. he's very mature for his age like yeah. in the in in the sense that he has a career mm-hmm. or lots of careers mm-hmm. and like has sense of direction which to a young person is very important like finding uh like maturity like just having a career or a sense of where you want to go feels yeah. very important, especially to someone like Alana Heim's character who has no idea what she really yeah. wants to do, like could do many things, but like...
1: Yeah, he's more mature than her, but he is also in very the much career sense. Yeah,
0: but he's yeah. also clearly a kid. Yeah. Uh, and so for her, like finding, and like in each sort of career and like life success she has, uh, either with Gary Valentine or without him, uh, like when they're all just these sort of celebrity cameos that like are all men being pretty yeah and uh yeah Bradley Cooper is just incredible for coming in for five minutes just to like hit on her and like grope her a little bit and like be very gross you know like
1: really gross yeah Yeah. uh
0: and like also just the it was the perfect skill set of Bradley Cooper you're just like (laughs) absolutely you can be this guy yeah
1: like uh, it was great yeah Bradley Cooper does a great job of playing a terrible human being to the point, there's like, oh, he's well practiced. Like, it's hard to believe that that isn't Bradley Cooper, but he plays it with self, so so much self awareness uh, yeah. that maybe he's not that guy. Yeah, but also I mean, maybe he was like he doing
0: is. like, I mean, he was like doing the coked up hangover yeah. guy again. Oh, like, yeah. you know, like yep. I mean, he was like very good comedic. He's a very good bad. That guy. That woman, uh, the casting agent, who like when she's gonna like cast Alana in a movie, and yeah. she's like, yep. she's like smoky and laughing at, at like, like, you're yeah, star. like in, you Yeah, she's in.
1: She's in Memento. She's the wife of Tommy uh, Sammy Jenkins. Jenkins. In, oh, in she's in. Uh, she's
0: in uh, Phantom Thread. Uh, okay, okay, last movie. Okay. Uh, and it's just an equally incredible part. Okay. Uh,
1: scene I like it when she's like, "Do you speak any <laughs> languages? <in> Hebrew? What <laughs> other besides Hebrew?" <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: it's so. That's. I mean, I had a smile the entire time I watched this movie. Uh, it, it's uh, maybe except for a, a few parts, but um, it. It's just one of the most delightful things I've ever really seen. Uh, yeah, and I thought, the music—I mean, uh, that I just can't stop thinking about. Uh, that uh, Paul McCartney, uh, "Let Me Roll It." Yeah, I mean, yeah, I
1: can't. That's it's just perfect. There's. Uh, uh, it does a really good job of not, uh, it, which is a hard thing to navigate, of being true to the era, in terms of the misogyny, in terms of the anti-Semitism, and the terms racism, of the yep. racism, without. Um, being offensive uh, overtly I mean more than it needs to be plenty Eh, I I think
0: there has been some some of the controversy I mean just like I think a lot of uh, or enough that I've seen on the internet which could mean anything or could mean nothing Uh, Asian American people did just feel like why did this have to be oh yeah the John
1: Michael Higgins yes yeah stuff uh,
0: which is just it's very clear that just jokes where a white guy is you know using a very insensitive and racist uh, caricature of a yeah uh, Japanese voice because he's owning a restaurant and being cruel it's just like it's clear that he's the bad guy and I think the point I guess is that like you know this is what it was like and yeah. this is
1: you know but also how much do we need
0: that Well yeah i mean yeah. i think the other thing is just like well there's not really much plot like we don't need this like we yeah. we get it yeah uh, so there has and, been and some, it goes like,
1: on probably like you get it the first time and then it You're like, yeah. we don't need that again no, yeah. yeah there yeah so there
0: are that like that like yeah. people have expressed like that was offensive and yeah. it, almost more offensive maybe than even the actual i think or from what i've just read once again like uh uh the the actual like movie like maybe even like they could get it but seeing it in an audience that was mostly white people yeah. who yeah. all laughed yeah and where you just yeah. go wait a minute are you laughing at it or with it yeah i don't know and that's yeah. hard yeah uh, and it was weird i saw it on opening day which was christmas here yeah. uh me I, my entire family on christmas day went and saw
1: licorice pizza <laughs> nice uh and it was
0: just the highlight of my
1: life yeah the misogyny that alana Haim has to go through is not sugar-coated um and not like preachy. Yes. Like not and, like. And also not used uh, as like real misogyny. That's pretending to be woke uh, and or things like that. Like that that it is. It presents it plainly, but clearly, um, it is wrong. Even yeah. when almost perpetrated and kind of perpetrated by by Cooper Hoffman, like oh, yeah. in in when they're laying on the on the waterbed today, like that, there is the implication of like even by this person who cares about it that this woman is kind of under attack at all times, uh, but that's not the point of the movie. But it also includes includes that in the movie. Is. I think yeah. that is really helpful. Yeah, um, yeah I, I thought this was great.
0: I'm really happy you liked it, PT. Like really, just. I'm so
1: happy you liked oh, Pizza. Oh yeah, I loved it. I a thought it was PTA great. movie, uh, and this one was I love that it was it was underplayed. It was a it was a movie that was just a lovely movie. Yes, um, and I thought the ending was great. I thought the last line of it was perfect. It was earned. Uh, I mean, very similar to again Lost in Translation, where like th- this is a a relationship that cannot work, and the characters know it can't work for what it could. What we want it to be a movie wise like right. it's set up like a rom-com but it can't work and the way in which what what they do at the end is earned the way in which it's communicated is earned it doesn't insinuate that this will become more than what we've experienced prior to it but Absolutely. that they own it and that they they have given themselves the opportunity to express it clearly rather than just to have this uh it's not requited in the sense that that uh, a movie time tends to be that like call me by your name does or something like that it's not this movie you've never seen I know how it ends. Uh, but the the it does. It's not like this lost love or this thing that that like the. It's not a. It's not a treatise on heartache, mm-hmm. uh, which is what "Call Me by Your Name" kind of becomes. Uh, it is. It, it lets Maybe. the love be what it is, uh, and the affection that these characters have be appropriate to kind of where they are, and and yes. it expressed that love doesn't always have to be romantic. Yeah. Or to sexual. be true. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Even though they're in a very sexualized, like it's it's a sexual everything movie. is sexual. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, especially in Hollywood.
0: Living in the, the Valley in the '70s. Yep, which is why PTA made boogie nights. Uh, yeah, it was great.
1: Yeah. Um, closing thoughts. Uh, I I uh, there was a part of me that was a little nervous. Uh, I thought that the the Lady Gaga uh, Liza Minnelli moment was just a beautiful moment. I loved mm-hmm. it. I love the care. That Lady Gaga had for Liza, like the respect yes, and care. it was care. really, it was really beautiful, it and was like so wonderful.
0: That Liza Minnelli is the exact type of like, and with Lady Gaga especially, like that's the exact type of thing. Like, there were a lot of presenters tonight. I don't know why they were there. They have nothing mm-hmm. to do with movies. Yep. They were clearly a lot of the Oscars telecast was clearly aimed at getting more casuals. And ABC asked and I uh, them to cut things and add things and. Uh, deeply frustrating just like the super bowl does not dumb down the super bowl for football fans nope the oscars should not be dumbing down their uh the oscars for move for non-oscars fans like people will come people will come right yeah Uh, Well, i
1: always loved what i mean that to me the oscars is best when it's hollywood saying look at how great we are and we're gonna do this and you can watch us do it yeah whereas now it seems like it's saying well, what do you want to see us do? Do you we'll want to do that? We're going to gonna go Meghan, into the Speed Force. Do you want to see Megan the Stallion come in for no reason? Like I do she's love Megan Thee Stallion. so do I. But why was she there? I like
0: why were they performing? Don't uh, forget about Bruno at all. It was not we, nominated.
1: But it's part of. It, I think if that had been the opening number, that'd have been great. Especially yep. because I because, thought, because, really thought like, it was going to be. Yeah, and it felt like it because it's like they, we just love the Oscars. Like they changed right, the words yeah. at the end in a weird way, but like yeah. And Megan the Stallion's great, but why she has nothing to do with movies? Oh yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, why is Tony Hawk there? Like I don't know. Yeah. Mean, uh, so, uh, I thought that um, more Tiffany Haddish. Y- yeah, getting getting back to the uh, the Liza Minnelli thing, though, I thought that was beautiful. I think uh, d- 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 if the slap hadn't happened, that would be kind of the headline of it. This is this really sweet, beautiful moment from this uh, really gen like Lady Gaga, just the most genuine, sweet person. Yeah, um, and that that Liza Minnelli is just so genuine and sweet, and to have these two people and the moment where. Liza starts to repeat herself. Yeah. And you can see she was a little lost. And that yep. Lady Gaga just leans down and whispers to her, but you can hear it, where yes. she says, I'm here. I've got you. And and uh, Liza looks yeah. at her and just says, I know. Yeah. And it was just like my heart. I'm going <laughs> to cry oh, right now. Perfect. It was so sweet. And then she opened it up and she just shouted CODA right away. And immediately I was like, oh, was that really it? Like, I was just nervous that it was going to be another, another yeah. thing. And also I wasn't expecting CODA. So, and they immediately cut away from it. And so I was oh, like, Oh, funny. are they covering their, covering their, 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 butts? But, uh, but no, it was, that was a beautiful way to end. Yeah. Um, the CODA win, I think was, like you said, it was great to see that together. Like it was real. I loved overall. I thought the show was really great. And, and, and in many ways, it's a shame that the slap was in there because it takes away from a, a movie that, I mean, a show that was flawed in a lot of ways because it was still kind of groping for a larger audience or whatever. But there were some great moments in terms of the speeches and the people who won and the ways in which just different voices were. Yeah.
0: Uh, they different. cut eight the categories and pre-taped oh, ta- them. Terrible. And then were edited in the thing. Terrible. Uh The like tributes like 50 years to the godfather i was like okay Stupid. but like weird that that is the type of like that's the type of those should be the presenters like that makes perfect sense like yeah. uh like it should not be like tony hawk and Sean white who yeah. b- i cried when sean white did not win a gold medal like i have a lot of attachment yeah. to sean white yeah He's he great. should not be at the Oscars. No. like uh i
1: love megan the stallion but she right yeah, be yeah just like either.
0: uh so like the, why is Puff Daddy so there? many bits and like uh
1: all the bits yeah, were any of the uh, bits honestly, good? Were I any thought Amy Schumer
0: good? was fairly funny. She for, was great, and who's not a person I find very yeah. funny. Like, I love Regina Hall. Uh yeah, Regina Hall's like Sikes they were great. good? Like, all
1: their bits were dumb.
0: I mean, I liked the the sexy men. Like, that's sort of funny. It was a so little long. weird. It was and so it went long. on for a while. Yeah, Kevin Costner went on and for it, a long time. Yeah, uh, and it, but
1: also if that joke had been done with the jo- roles reversed, like General, roles yeah, reversed, it'd be yeah. really problematic. Of course, yeah, but like, yeah, it was cool. The Wanda Sykes ad for the the. Theaters for the museum was yeah, really dumb. It's weird.
0: Uh yeah, I mean that's the Oscars as always, but like you can't tell me that you're worried about bringing more casual people in and so you're cutting the awards and you yeah. still went 3 hours and 40 minutes. It like, felt It still m- was so th- the long- I think mean, the Oscars should be 4 hours, that's fine with me. Yeah. Uh
1: as long as they're
0: do- like honoring movies. Well, it felt
1: incredibly rushed and also way too long at the same time yeah uh and not way too long because of the uh awards way too long because of all that like the presenters don't always need to have banter like just well yeah they, i don't mind the banter but most do. of the time it's it shows you that actors are not great at ad-libbing and so you have this uh, and like the pulp fiction thing like why yeah we don't need do that and then that their exchange it, it also like the amount of like lack of rehearsal it seems like every presenter's come up with yeah it's exhausting. Yeah, it's like oh
0: it's like juno's up there uh like reunion i'm like why but also like that's cool like that was cool like uh but it, see
1: elliot page yeah elliot looked, looked great like great.
0: uh oh Kristen stewart also looked amazing in her like uh Always. shorts and Always. uh yeah that was sick yeah uh so the oscars are dumb and the oscars
1: are the best. uh yeah yeah the most important item of the year oh and this was a great example of like it was a great oscars that was also a train wreck on a lot of levels like it was the 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 thirsty grabs for a larger audience was a mess that really made it worse and also inaccessible Mm -hmm. (laughs) at the same time but also the hollywood moments that came out whether it was liza whether it was will smith's award like acceptance speech or the the uh Ariana DeBose, yeah, Ariana DeBose and and Tony Jane Campion winning, yeah, Jane, um, like there were so many great speeches, so many yeah. great moments, so many great opportunities uh, to like, and that the Oscars gets opportunities to give voices to other people. I love that they pointed out that. Like, uh, this is going to be a very gay award show. They just kept saying gay. And then mm-hmm. uh, uh, Amy Schumer throwing in, like, the people of Ukraine and, like, trans people who are being hurt throughout the world. And, and like, there is awareness that this can bring to stuff. It does. It did what it did, but it also... Lots of uh, kind of overly important things that get elevated too much. It's kind of everything. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, not to, to take a hard left turn to stuff, but, like, this is uh you can make the same criticisms about the church that we are both really important and and essential and we are also really great at talking about how important and essential we are mm-hmm. and in a way that is off-putting oh yeah and the more we try to make ourselves appeal to the larger culture the less t- the 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 worse we get at doing what we're good at and the less appealing we become yep and i i mean i i wasn't even seeing that one coming but I think yeah that's that good that's totally All right, so I, uh, yeah, anything to to plug? Nope. All right, yeah, go watch the Oscar movies. They're right. still available most of the Yeah, them, yeah, go watch movies. Movies are good. Rent Whatever pizza, movies you want, weeks. Yeah, but also the good ones. So I've been Tyler. And I've been Jimmy. And this has been Ruffing, Ruffing the Faster.